Chesterbrook Academy Preschool is here to help your child move forward academically, socially, and emotionally. You'll be amazed at the progress they'll make in our classrooms. They'll be ready for kindergarten and make lots of new friends in the process. So they'll be happy, and in turn, so will you. Contact us today to schedule an open house appointment starting at 10 a.m. on Saturday, January 22nd. Visit ChesterbrookAcademy.com to find a preschool near you. That's ChesterbrookAcademy.com. Podeskew is a founding member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Hi, I'm Shannon. I'm Jamie. We're Married with Television, MarriedWithTV.com. We are a couple of Hollywood normies on the outskirts of the film and TV industry, and we talk about our favorite TV shows, music, and movies, and sometimes they talk back to us. Sometimes they do. Our podcast is Married with Television, one word, on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Possibly Amazon soon. And we are a proud member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Married with TV! MarriedWithTV.com! Podeskew Podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my hetero life mate, Rico. What's up, man? What's up, motherfucker? Um, my right hand? I hope so. Otherwise, you know, this is going to be a, 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 a very interesting episode of Podeskew. Just... Well, <laughs> after some of the scenes I saw in one of the movies we had to watch last night, I died. That's... that's... <laughs> It's Oh, someone saw some black swan. <laughs> Stop looking at me, swan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It was it You like that, didn't you? That was that was random as fuck. Yeah, well, it fit. So, yeah. um oh, it fit. <laughs> a few times apparently. Um so as we have hinted, uh, we are going to do one of our actor-director deep dives today. We are, as we said a gazillion years ago... And a gazillion we times. Were, yes, we, we want to make sure the next one, the next act, actor that we do is going to be an actress. And you and I like bounced a bunch of actresses back and forth, and we really kind of didn't settle on anybody. Oh. All um, worthy, by the way, for lack of a better phrase, oh, yeah. you know, like all of them worth discussing and 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 we probably will at some point. <laughs> it was more of like we you kept throwing out Meryl Streep and I'm just like, I fucking have seen like maybe three I, Meryl Streep. I movies. said, well, just because she's so renowned, you know, I think I said her right. and I think the other one I kept bringing up was Halle Berry, who uh, you kept you saying know. Halle Berry. I kept throwing Tony Collette. And you're just like, no. And right I didn't. Know, well, I just don't know much of. I don't know much of her work. At least the other two, I know a little more of their work. And I liked Halle Berry because I think we checked two boxes with. Because um, uh, I think they've all been all the people we've done have been white up to this point, <laughs> and, and still, yeah. unfortunately. But you know, yeah. so we were we were gonna check two boxes with uh, race and gender. I thought, which would be a good true. You know, so, which so, actually gave me another idea. That I'll just throw out there is Zoe Saldana. That's another one we could do at some point. I think would be a good 
you know. Sure. We yeah. can talk about her role in Pirates of the Caribbean again. Well, that, but I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's that, she's in a, you know, ironically, she's in a ballet movie, um, you know. What ballet movie? It's called Center Stage. I've brought it up once or twice before, just in passing, and, um. Okay. Uh, but she's in that, and you got Star Trek, and you got, you know, a bunch, you know, uh, obviously. The, what's that? Avatar, Marvel. Yeah. So, I mean, she, she's been in enough stuff that, I mean, stuff that we're, we usually, the only thing I don't think in that list that we haven't talked about is Center Stage and uh, Avatar, really, I think are the only ones right. Yeah, that we haven't at least touched on in some capacity. Well, we're not talking about her today. We're talking about Natalie fucking Portman, uh, yeah. uh, Natalie Hirschlag. Uh, so, hi. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you good there? Let me see your hands again, buddy. There you go. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, correct me if I'm wrong. You saw some movies that you hadn't seen of hers before? All movies I had. No, I'm sorry. Two of, two of them I hadn't seen and one I rewatched. But it's been a long time, so it was good to see it again. So, so what'd you watch? So, I mean, we're not going to just limit ourselves to these movies. I'd like to get into a couple of other ones, even if we've talked about them a little bit. But just to kind of, you know, arc her career but the ones that i watched for this were um leon the professional which i'd never seen before Um, i've been telling you to watch it for a while so you have and and actually i got a question about that because it was a scene i could have sworn was in that fucking movie and it never happened so i need um well there's two versions there's the professional and there's leon the professional which is sort of the director's cut okay well the director's cut i would have had to buy so I didn't get to watch that because I wanted to watch the extended okay. cut, and it was only available for purchase at like $15. Now, having never seen it, I was not okay with that. Having seen it now, I probably would have done it, but that's what it is. And then the, But the other one, I, uh, the other two I watched, um, I watched uh, Garden State, which I have seen and mm-hmm. own, but I really wanted to watch it again. I haven't seen it in a long time, and it was really kind of good to go back to it because it's been quite a while since I've seen it. Um, sure. And I'm really impressed with how, how good that movie is. And I actually feel like it didn't get enough, um, accolade. Like it, it got so, oh, I, it got a lot of critical lauding uh, when it came out, Everyone but I don't, was talking about that. but I don't think it got any like, uh, awards love from like the big one from, from the Oscars. I'd have to look. I thought, but... she, I, I thought Natalie was nominated for Garden State, but I could be wrong. I, I'll check. You might be right. Um, but then I also watched. As you alluded to, Black Swan, mm-hmm. and that 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 I, well, I I have feelings on all of them, and and they're not actually bad. They're just you know right. just yeah. Um, Black Swan is a heavy fucking movie, and it's got different layers. And I have different feelings about like I've okay. Well, the story can go this way. That's one interpretation. I also acknowledge that there's this other interpretation. You know, yeah, sort of exactly, exactly. Um, hold on, let me see here. I just found her. Her nominations list. Uh, let's see. She was nominated at the IFTA Awards for Garden State. Okay. Um, but that looks like the only one. Hmm. Okay. Well, at least, at least for her, I'm gonna go look at the movie right now and see what the movie was nominated for, if anything. But that's what I'm saying. Like it's, and you want to start there just to get it out of the way since we're kind of already talking about it, but. Well, let me tell you what I saw. I oh, yeah, saw please. Le- yeah. I saw Leon the Professional. I saw Black Swan. I saw Closer, one of my favorites. I haven't seen and that. Then I- 
Uh, I'll, I'll tell you. I've talked about Closer, but I'll remind you what it is. And then I also saw Brothers, uh, which is a remake of a Danish film that wasn't... she, Tobey Maguire, and Jake Gyllenhaal are in. No, I wasn't she in Black Sm- Black Snake Moan. Wasn't that the one you were telling me I should watch? No, that's that's Christina Ricci. That's Ricci. Okay, and then but there was another movie she was in that I um wanted to see. Oh, Hesher, I hear is really interesting, and I have not. I I've wanted seen to Hesher. see it. Um, I just didn't get an opportunity. Ran out of time, and the, I'll tell you that the thing that attracts me to Hester before I even knew she was in it, and I know you're gonna laugh when you hear this, but they actually used the Metallica font to write the title. The title is in the Metallica mm-hmm. font, so the first time I saw the title just out there in the universe, I was like, "Oh." <laughs> when I saw Hesher, I was I liked it, but I I have very little recollection of what the plot is apart from like just. So Gordon Lambert plays a dude named Hasher and he sort of like integrates himself into a family. And like, mm. that's really the extent of what I remember. So it's, I remember liking it, but it's also for me, a forgettable film. You may, you may like it a whole lot more differently. than I, I, I don't know. Um, so very quickly, I got Garden State pulled up here and no, it, 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 the only awards it won, it's not talking about its nominations, but the only thing they got, they won were at film festivals. It won a lot of film festival awards, but it didn't win anything at like the Golden Globes or, sure. or, uh, the Oscars. And I think, I think it deserved a little more love that way. I'm not saying like best picture, you know, maybe not sure. to that level, but certainly some love, you know what I mean? Like screenplay or something, you know? So I think it, I think it put, I mean, again, it's been years since I've seen Garden State. I saw it in theaters, okay, um, and I've and I've seen it a couple times since. But um, I remember first off, I didn't I didn't understand at the time Garden State was New Jersey. I didn't get that. I didn't understand the it's title. It's on the cover. It's on the it's on the art. I didn't. Re- well, I really didn't get it at the time. I was just like, why the fuck is it called Garden State? And then, like, obviously, I remembered like. Years later, I'm like, oh, yeah, the Garden State is. Oh, that's why that movie's set in Jersey. Okay, got it. <laughs> and that's also because where Zach Braff's from. Right. Um, East Orange. Is he? Yeah, East Orange, New Jersey. Oh. Yeah, so, which is about an hour and some change north of me. Mm-hmm. Actually, I dated a girl from West Orange. So it's about an hour and 10 minutes away because I used to have to, she didn't drive, so I'd, I would have to drive to go see her. So it's about an hour and 10 minutes yeah. away. Yeah. I remember uh, Natalie Portman, like in that film, telling him like her, her dog is humping Zach Braff and she says, just kick him in the balls. Or, it's or, actually or just... not her dog. It's a blind woman's dog who comes into the same waiting room they're in. And the dog wanders away from that woman because she's blind. She can't see that it's humping Zach Braff. Got and, it. And Natalie's there laughing at it. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it, and then it's funny because we were on Get Vocal last time, we were talking about Peter Sarsgaard, and he's, mm-hmm. in, he's like one of the main characters in it, you know, so, um, yeah. and also, I think it's one of, it's one of Jim Parsons' first major movies. Holy fuck, I forgot Jim Parsons. I gotta rewatch it. I, I really should have I don't recommend it. it. I don't recommend it right now. You don't recommend watching Garden State? Not you. Not me. No. Because of what it centers around. Oh. Yeah. That's fair. I okay. don't think yeah, you should I watch see, that right now. I See, I watched About a Boy last night. Yeah, and I know. I, and I fucking liked that movie, and I was like, 
let's watch it. And I completely had, I was like, oh yeah, I remember Tony Collette's in this. She's really good. I just didn't remember the fucking context of it. Yeah. Well, it's I mean, obviously a little bit different, but yeah. It's it's different, but I, I fucking broke down when she said to her kid, like, I'm going to be around for a long time. And I was like, oh, fuck. Mom used to say that shit to me all the time. Oh, like, yeah. all the time. I was like, Mom, Nancy would be like, I'm going to be around for a long time, so you better be nice to me. Well, <laughs> well, um, I, I don't know what to say, buddy. I'm sorry. I don't have a thing to, to go with that. But No, no. You're, um, you're, you're probably right. I should probably not watch Garden State right yeah, now. Uh, uh, well, you know, but here's the thing. Beyond that part of it, though, it's really good. Like, I mean, it 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 is good. It's a great movie to watch. And I'm not, you know, like if 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 you can disconnect yourself from that because it's not in your face through the whole film. It's really not. Like it peppers its way in. It, it come and it's mentioned a few times. I mean, it's not it's not like a throwaway piece, but it's not like the entire plot of the film. The plot of the film is about this guy kind of using the opportunity. What, yeah, figuring his life out over four days, you know, like, right. you know, um, and meeting this woman that Natalie Portman plays getting, hey, we're talking about Natalie Portman today, you know, right? that she plays named Sam that really is kind of like his unintentional guide on this journey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she's almost his fucking Clarence from It's a Wonderful Life. I don't know if it's that extreme because it's not like this is what your life would be if if you weren't here. But you know, she, but you're you're you hit it better. She's more of a spirit guy. She's kind of like his his oracle in a sense, which is kind of like this this is this is how you can appreciate life. But but without even trying, like that's the interesting thing right. about the character is the character is not at any point going okay. Well, I'm going to help you fix yourself. She's just there, and right. by her mere presence. It helps her kind of, you know, or how kind of helps him kind of, you know, figure out where he wants to be. And, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, it's a bit of a rom-com because of what happens, but with her, you know, specifically. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely an off-the-cuff one. You know, like when we were talking romance films on Get Vocal like a while back, I really should have brought this fucking movie up because at the end of the day, it is a bit of a romance film, you know. Um, it's a, it's and a that dark is, romance. That is when I brought up. That is when I brought up closer to you because okay. it's sort of an romance film. And I'll remind you again what it is when we get there. Yeah. But I want to. I want to start at the beginning. What's your thought on Leon, especially since you had never seen it? I liked it a lot. I, I I'm really glad did. Glad you did. I, I no, I did. Um, I I I was conflicted at the very very beginning. Um, and I think you would be at the beginning of that film. I don't think that's a me thing. I think it's a little strange. Also, you have to understand, I'm trying to find the guy. Maybe you can just rattle it off because I don't have it in front of me. It's annoying me right now. But the guy who plays Leon. Uh, Jean Renault. Every movie I've seen him in until this movie, he's been nothing but a prick. Right. And, I mean, and he's good at doing it. Like I was talking to Deb last night because she ended up watching like half the movie with me. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, I'm not that's not me taking a shot at him. It means he's, he's really good at playing assholes. Right. And we've had we've had other actors we've talked about that are good at doing that. So that's you know, but like Mission Impossible One, he's an asshole. Uh Da Vinci Code, he's an asshole. You know what I mean? He's a misguided asshole. I mean that that's the difference in, in Da Vinci. But he's Code. still he, an asshole. Yeah, you're not he's wrong. Still an asshole. But he's still an asshole. And I'm, there's another movie and I'm blanking on what it is, but I know there's a third one that I've prior to the Leon that I was like 
dude's just a dickhead, you know. So, right. Um, he plays he plays Leon as as practically um, regressed. He's sort of a he's I, sort of a man child in a sense mentally. I described him as Sheldon Cooper if he was a hitman when I was talking to Deb last night. I could agree with that. I mean, he's definitely... Because he's very OCD-esque, not like hardcore, but definitely ask. Because he's... Like, I remember when he couldn't do his sit-ups because she was sleeping in the bed, and he was, like, very flustered by the fact that he couldn't do his sit-ups. You know what I mean? And then he had to adapt. But that's, that's the difference is that... While someone like Sheldon, who needs his routine and needs it the way he always does it, this guy is able to overcome and improvise. As long as he gets his sit-ups in, that's what's important. And and and, and Sheldon, I mean, not to deep dive that character, but over the course of the 12 seasons that shows on the air, he kind of does the same. Like, he is able to right. adapt by the end. But it takes 12 seasons as opposed to an hour and 40 minutes. Um, right. You know, but yeah. Um, what I didn't see, well, uh, I saw, but I forgot he was in, was Gary Oldman, who was really good. I mean, like, that's the thing with Gary Oldman. We've talked about him before. He's a bit of a prick to work with, but we're, we're here. But, you know, like, Ed Nor- a la Ed Norton. But, you know. Yeah. He, I would also argue that Gary Oldman's controversy was more rampant in the 80s and 90s because he was a huge alcoholic at that point well i've right. heard he sort of calmed the fuck down a little bit like a la dark knight era that kind of oh know, yeah started, when yeah. he was like i need money and he was like in harry potter because that's why he was in harry potter and dark knight mm. was not because they were like hey we really think you're perfect for the role for these roles and he ultimately he was yeah it was just the fact that he was like i need fucking money like so, you know, it's hard to have kids and be an actor. So no, absolutely, and 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 so what? What? But I, but he still did a great job, even if he was a prick to work with. He did an amazing job. You know, Gary Oldman is the only actor who can overact and still be very good at it. Because there's overacting in like a sitcomy kind of way, or, like Nick or Cage. a soap opera, like Nick Cage. Yeah, Nick Cage is uh, became a fucking parody of himself. Yeah, but Gary Oldman. When he overacts, he's also acting very well as he overacts. Like, the fucking iconic goddamn line in that movie, where he says, bring me everyone. What? Everyone! Yeah, but you know, like you, like you said, I, I, as you say it right now, you're right, I see the overacting, but at the time that I watched it, I didn't think that. Like, that's not the thought that went through my head. You know what I mean? Like... Or even his whole fucking monologue about Beethoven and Mozart. And she's like, I love Beethoven. Well, he's uh, that I get because he's supposed to be fucked up on that pill that he oh, he takes. So that those, I kind of get. Pills are, those pills are benzos. Those are, from what I've read, they are prescription drug to help deal with the uh, coming down of drugs and alcohol and wean yourself up. So it's basically methadone in a fucking pill form. No. Not always. Yeah, it can well, that, be. It can be used for that, and maybe that's what the purpose was in that film. But that's not. But I think he. I think he. But just like with methadone, you can get addicted to methadone too, and be, it can become its own drug. Sure, sure. What, so I think that's ultimately what happened. It was also but, like, hey, it's easier to get. And I, and I know we're here to talk about Natalie, and we will. But 
the one thing I'll say I didn't see coming was him being a DEA agent. That that I didn't. That was the left turn. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I and you know to praise Natalie like the three heavy hitters and even four if you include Danny Aiello. I was just gonna say, yeah, Danny Aiello. Although he's not on screen a bunch when he's there, he he's peppered he, enough. Yeah, and he and he commands when he's there. So. Um, Natalie does a phenomenal job with going, going up against Gary Oldman, who is the expert at chewing the fucking scenery. Yes. There's that part in the bathroom where she confronts her and he's toying with her. And then my, my favorite part of Gary Oldman's performance goes with, uh, Natalie Portman's performance, but she, he goes up to her and he says, what piece of shit did I do to deserve your wrath or whatever the fuck he says? And she says, you killed my baby brother. And for like a fucking split second, Gary Oldman has this look of genuine sadness and pain. He's like, Oh fuck. I did do that. Didn't I? Well, you know, that's that's my fault. That's the crazy thing. That's the one thing I have. That's the one problem I had with Matilda. Right? Like, Mm -hmm. obviously you always go after the head of the snake. I get that. Right. But it wasn't Gary Oldman that killed her brother. It was Dreadlock dude that ultimately gets One whacked. Blood. What? What's his name? One. I think his name was One Blood. Johnny I never. One Blood or something. I never caught his name, so I. I. I'm, I don't know. But you know, he's right. the guy that in the, that same bathroom scene, he comes in. Right. And and Gary Oldman. She doesn't know that. No, no, no. I. Well, okay. I guess that's it. I guess that's what it is. She just thinks it's, it's Gary Oldman's character, but technically, it's the Dreadlock guy that killed him. And, and technically, Leon fucking shoots that guy yes. when he goes to rescue her in the fucking station. Yes. So ultimately, she did get the revenge that she wanted. But, you know, yeah, you got to go up to the motherfucker who tell, told. I mean, if they hadn't shot the little brother, would they have shot the little brother? Well, yes. And, and honestly, look, and look, I mean, if we want to get into semantics here, and I, and I even said this to Deb when we were talking last night about the film, I said, like, I'm going to. And I'm going to go against my all suspend disbelief arguments I give to Rico all the time. But the kid, do it. Jesus Christ. the kid was under the bed safe. And if he had just stayed there till everybody left, he'd still be alive. Maybe. I, I would imagine. They had they no clue looked. he was there. They walked past him they three had or no four clue, times. But they were eventually going to look under the bed if they're looking for drugs. They were eventually going to do it. I... I don't know. I I I argue that I and I'm gonna hold on to it that I think he would have been fine. He would have lived if he had not come out from under the bed. But to the to the same point, the rest of her family, it kind of did her a favor. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. They kinda... Michael Bataluccio as her fucking dad. I thought he was great as as that scumbag. The only other movie that I remember seeing him in, he's actually in um, Oh Brother War Art Thou. He plays Babyface, mm-hmm. the 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 gangster. Um, I've seen him in a lot of TV. He does a lot of TV, like like Law and Order shit. I've seen okay. him in the past. Okay. Well, anyway, I mean, uh, regardless, you're right. He did a great job, but I mean, like his the the older sister's a bitch. You know, yep. the mom's not great. She might be okay comparatively, but she's not great. Not even the, not even the real mom. She's like the stepmom. Is she the stepmom? I was a little unclear. Yeah, that's, oh, that's right. She says that. You never find out who the mom is, from what I understand. I don't think you ever find out. And then the father, obviously, was just an ass. 
So, you know, like... And, and that look of discomfort when Oldman is sniffing him was... Oh, yeah. Was absolutely genuine because he didn't know Gary Oldman was going to fucking do that shit. So that <laughs> look of discomfort... And, and and also, you're working against Gary Oldman. You're gonna fucking be nervous. Well, was he Gary Oldman at that point? Like, was was he Gary? Do you mean he was? Or are you? I asking if he was like the character, if he was Stansfield, or no, no, no. Was he like no? Like you know how character like 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 George Clooney is George Clooney. Like was he Gary oh, Oldman yeah. at that Gar- point? Gary Oldman was Gary fucking Oldman. Gary Oldman was still like the. Oh, have you heard about this Gary Oldman guy? Like he's, I mean, Sid and Nancy came out in like early nineties or late or no, I'm sorry. Like mid eighties, Gary Oldman was in, um, he had just been in uh fucking, what's it called? Uh, JFK, uh, yeah. as Lee Harvey okay. Oswald okay. He, fifth element, I think is a couple years after Leon, but I can't remember which one came out first. Uh, I'm pretty sure Leon, Leon did. did. I'm, I'll yeah. check so, it, but I'm pretty, Leon's 94. So. I want to say I want to say Fifth Element's like ninety nine or ninety seven or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it might be ninety seven. You might be right about that. But I think Gary Oldman was like, it, you know, oh, there's this fucking awesome young actor who's coming out. Well, yeah, because um, ninety seven for Fifth. Okay, so he was also in a movie called Immortal Beloved, where he ironically enough played Beethoven. Um, so that was in the early nineties as well. So okay, I was just yeah, wondering because I'm not as familiar with his 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 filmography. So I wasn't sure, you know, he definitely got a bigger resurgence of popularity in the mid two thousands for Harry Potter and, and dark, dark night. Well, see, and um, that's the thing. I didn't know who he was really. I, I will put it this way. I didn't know I was watching him cause I saw fifth element way before I saw dark night, but I didn't know who that was. And then I certainly didn't know watching The Dark Knight that Gordon was the same guy until I happened to be looking on the IMDb for something. And it was like, oh, shit, that was Zorg. You know, like... Lieutenant Zorgan. Yeah, right? Um, but there's a scene with Gary Oldman from a movie, and, and, I, and I said this to Dev, and maybe it is in the extended cut, where... And I, I, I've seen the clip, but I've not seen the whole movie, right? And I thought it was from Leon the Professional, so I was looking forward to finally seeing the the scene in context, right? Where he basically, he's on drugs. So this played out, like, you know, adding up the pieces. He was on drugs in the scene. But in the scene, he was wearing, like, sunglasses, and it looked like he had dreadlocks. And he was basically a fucked up Zorg. You know. Okay, so you're thinking of True Romance. Uh, okay. Which you also should see. If you, I mean, he's not, he's only in the beginning of that film because it is kind of a road film. Okay. Like it's all that goes from Detroit to fucking L.A. Sure. He is at his most Gary Oldman, and he is fucking stupendous in that film. And it's written by Quentin Tarantino and it's directed by Tony Scott. Okay. It's got a fucking insane cast. Uh, We've Samuel talked about the, yeah, the films come up a few times on this show. We've, you've brought you that film really, up You really, really should see it. I'm not saying I don't want to see it, but I, for whatever reason, I thought that scene was in this movie. No, and then when you watch True Romance, you're like, oh, fuck. Apart from the fact they're both played by uh, by Gary Oldman, these characters look nothing alike. And then, uh, that's that's the thing I was trying to figure out, because I remember when I was remembering the scene, like, and I'm watching when, this, I'm like... When does Stansfield fucking grow dreads and <laughs> yeah, get all like, scarred Yeah, like, right, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, so um, I think you saw like the dude in dreadlocks in Leon, and just like, do they fucking switch roles? At some I, point I didn't. Movie? I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Um, but Natalie, for Natalie. to your point of you know holding her own on that, especially like the bathroom scene with um, Gary Oldman. You know, of course. But even again, and say his name again because I'm gonna fuck it up. So it's Jean Renault. Jean Renault. Okay, Renault. Okay. Reno, yeah. Jean Reno. Okay. And look, I, 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 mean, I don't if, if spelled wise, it's Gene Reno. Right. So. I and I don't I don't want to make it sound like I'm disrespecting the guy because I actually really think I think he's a really talented actor and I and again, he plays pricks, but I've always liked when I've seen him because he's good at it. You know what I mean? So um he it was really interesting watching the dynamic with the two of them. Like the scene the I, I, I think I can Outside of like, because you know, for the serious scene of of Gary and her in the bathroom, I think I can pick out your favorite scene from the movie, like the more the less serious. But I think I can guess what it would be. Go for it. And it would be when she's playing the game with them and doing all the different dress up stuff. And 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 for obvious reasons, that is a great. First off, that's just a great fucking game for people to play. Where it's a, you know they're that, it's a form of our Linkescue. If you think about it's, it, it's it's a form of charades. Yeah, I guess. I, I, I'm suing the producers of the movie currently for stealing our idea. You know, 20 years before we thought of it, but you know, whatever. Uh, try almost try 25 years. And, no, and... no. Well, well, we've been doing this for three years, so if you do the math, it's closer to 20. But yeah, anyway, we're still got no case. They did it 20 years ahead of us. <laughs> anyway, go and ahead. they put it in a movie. Anyway, go ahead. Um, um, but, but you, you are right though, that, and that in particular is a great way of showcasing Natalie's talent Yeah, because she, yes, her dressing up and doing a fucking spot on Charlie Chaplin impression is fucking amazing for they a were all, girl. The only, the only one that I would say was not a great impression and I'm, I'm really kind of like stretching cause I don't care enough, but it was the Madonna one. Her cha- her Chaplin was good. Her Monroe was good. And there was another one I'm trying to think of in there that I'm missing. I think. Singing in the rain. Gene yeah. Kelly. Well, she did that, and she and yeah. But her Madonna one, she had never heard or seen Madonna, so she was actually doing a reference of Madonna like a virgin after watching Wayne's World. That's the only context she had. I don't even know how Wayne's World would play. A, I guess. I don't. I guess she had saw saw like Wayne's World or Wayne's World Two, and like Madonna was featured in it or something. And I don't, I don't know. That's what it said on IMDb, and I'm like, I don't. I just rewatched Wayne's World One Two. I don't remember Madonna. Ever I don't either. The only thing I can think of is when Stacy shows up with the gun rack. She's kind of looking a bit Madonna esque, but that's I. I don't know. That's yeah. a that's a whole other fucking thing. But my point is that she didn't know who the fuck Madonna was. Okay. Where I'm like, but you knew who the fuck Charlie Chaplin and Gene Kelly were. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, right. Yeah. But she she does all these multiple things, but right before she starts coming out dressed as the characters, she's singing and dancing like a kid is ready to play. Yeah. She goes la 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 and that's really important is because of the highly violent and sexualized nature of these two characters interwoven with each other, you're supposed to feel uncomfortable. You are. You're supposed to be like, oh, no, don't fucking. No. I really 
Like, I'm glad they are friends, and I'm glad they're looking after each other, but please don't make that extra leap. I, I never then, I never felt that way with the, the nine. I never got that, at least from, from his... Maybe, okay, you know what? I'll put it this way. I didn't have that feeling because I was confident in the character of Leon not crossing that line. She would have and, jumped all over it, but... Oh, for sure. She, but, she wanted his Reno. Uh, <laughs> but but I, I was confident that that Leon, the character, would have never gone there. He saw her very much like a daughter or a niece or something like that. Even if she, like, if they, you know, if, if there was a sequel, I'm trying not to spoil too much shit. Um, was there a sequel? They, no. Oh. I'm saying if, if, I'm saying for the after effect of the characters, I don't want to reveal the ending of what happens in Leon. So oh, well. if let's say everything works out and all that shit, it's a 25 um, year old it, movie. I think we can spoil it, but yeah, I think we can spoil some shit, but you know, there are some people that be like, Oh, okay. I don't mind hearing about the bathroom scene and, Oh, she dresses up like chapel and then wait, what the fuck? He, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fucking everything goes boom. Um, <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> I didn't specify what goes boom. I just said everything goes boom. No, I know. Um, yeah. But she, let's say she, you know, is 18 and I still don't think he would ever go for her. And because it's more of, even though she's 18, he's not, not mentally because yeah. the way Jean Reno plays him is yeah. he is a 12 year old adolescent mind in a 35 year old, 40 year old body. But, I mean, yes and no, because I don't think a 12-year-old would be able to grasp the concepts that he does of the the killing. Do you know what I mean? Um, I disagree. Uh, there's a, another movie called The Accountant. The Accountant. Yeah, the, is that the one with Affleck? Yeah. Yeah, I want to see that. that, that that's fucking great. Yeah, I, I want to see it. Yeah. It's it's I I don't mean to be disparaging, but it is Rain Man with a fucking gun. No, that's I mean I haven't seen it, but I, I mean from what I know of it, that seems pretty <laughs> pretty accurate. It's, it's it's pretty and and even after like I said, that's one of his all time favorite roles that he's yeah, done. I I do want to see it. I just haven't had the opportunity. It's not even that I'm like been dismissing it. I just haven't had a chance. Um, but uh, Leon was. The accountant before or the accountant, the accountant was the, yeah. Okay. It's it's essentially let's take sort of a simpleton, let's take a simple man, you know, a Forrest Gump. He's not he's not he's not mentally challenged. He's not to the point where he has to be in special ed, but he's very slow, and he has to do things of you know he's very good at certain things, but he can't read and write. He he's probably a high functioning autistic. It's probably the best way yeah. to describe it. Yeah. Um, and especially if he's coming from like, you know, he's coming from Italy and he's kind of a fish, you know, uh, he's wet behind the ears, see, so to I, speak. And that was the other thing. Gary Oldman refers to him as the Italian, right? And I know he's working for Danny Aiello's character, who's clearly Italian. But oh, sure. I, I felt, and maybe this is because I don't think, while I like Renault, I don't think he's great at, he's like Tom Hanks. He's not great at masking himself so i felt like the character was french maybe it's not supposed to be but the character felt very french even if he's um working he's also unnaturally tall for an italian um 
it, it also could just be the fact that he looks bigger in comparison because Natalie Portman is walking next to him. Sure. But I know it's all Italians, though. My my brother's six foot three, so it depends on the region of Italy. Sure, but I would I would argue that he was probably of French Italian origin because those yeah. you know they're there's definitely some neighbors, French so. there. I'm not saying there's no Italian, but there's definitely some French. Right. And, you know, well um, to go into I mean Jean Renault is is he was raised I believe in France, but he was actually born in like fucking Casablanca. Or like Baco okay. or some shit. I think that influences a lot. Is that he's definitely multi-ethnic, and yes, he he's more partial to doing the French uh, roles and everything. But I also interpret like Danny Aiello's character like finding this guy and sort of adopting him and making him Italian. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. just a French guy who was illiterate, and he but he was big and hulking and was able to fucking like be super sneaky and i'm it just it, it made me feel like danny was just like i'm gonna make this guy like the ultimate italian assassin he may not be italian but we're gonna make him one you know yeah um there were there were two scenes in the film and then after we get this i actually want to we we forgot to do what we usually do when we do a deep dive which is get into the actress actor or in this case actresses like personal stuff a little bit so i want to do that mm-hmm. before we go to the next film but there were two scenes i didn't or two things I didn't fully understand. Not even scenes, but things I didn't understand. The first one is when he's teaching her how to use the sniper rifle. Mm-hmm. Um, it it felt like the film went out of its way to make it a point that the guy that she almost kills, because you think it's a real gun, uh-huh. is like a governor or a senator or a president or whatever. Yeah. And That's it how just, I interpreted it. It just seemed unnecessary for it to be that high profile of an individual. Do you know what I mean? That just seemed oh, it seemed overkill to me. It could have been anybody. It could have been a random person from well, the from the you know. Well, no women, no kids. You have to remember. Well, yeah, that, but, but still could have been random dude. You know, I agree, and I think that I think that's a good line, by the way, then or a good rule line. You know, no women, no kids. I think that's a good. No women, no kids. Yeah. Yeah. But I think they probably just did that just to showcase how how it doesn't matter if you are a senator or, or, or a celebrity and you've got bodyguards and security that even a little girl could shoot you from a quarter mile away. I think that's the point. OK, I could see that. I mean, I, I, I get I get it. But it just, at the time that I was watching it, it just felt very out of place. I don't know why, you know, think of think of it. The fact that he is the old he is the professional. True, and he's teaching her how to do it, and his very first lesson shows anybody can be killed. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the other thing, and and Dev and I, when we were talking about it, we we both agree at this point. Um, Denny Ayo didn't have his money; he spent it or something, but he didn't actually have Leon's money. We actually think that that he didn't have his money because he used it in some capacity. I think so too. I think that he kind of double crossed and Leon and and was like, well, he took advantage this, of his na- naivety based on possibly going back to what we talked about about with his his you know uh, autism or whatever he might be you know having or dealing right. with you know so. Um, I think he out of I think in a perfect world, Matilda would ne- would never have walked in through Danny Aiello's 
fucking restaurant. I think he would have been. I think first off, he he gave her a hundred dollars. He says, "All right, come back in a month. I'll give you another hundred. It's like you expect her to live off of a hundred dollars. That's what month? Deb said. No what? joke. She was like, "She's supposed to live in New York City off a hundred bucks for a month." Like, like he didn't tell her like, "Oh, you should go to the orphanage or or whatever." He didn't give her a plan. Nope. She had to figure out that shit at twelve years old by herself. Also, like I didn't realize this, but you, from being you know in the East Coast, would understand this. That flower or the the plant that she takes yeah. and buries in the backyard. I read online that that particular flower like will absolutely die in the oncoming winter in New York City. Now it could have been the fact that just Luc Besson didn't fucking understand that because he's French. But like well, she's she's not in, in a, New York at the end of it though. Sure she is. Or she's that, in Connecticut or something. That boarding schools in Wildwood, New Jersey. I remember them because of the, remember she calls earlier in the, the the headmaster calls earlier in the movie. And she goes okay. blah 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 place in Wildwood, New Jersey, which is a shore town. It doesn't get cold? Not to the, it, it does, but that plant would survive in Wildwood. I know it would. Okay. Yeah. So Okay. All yeah. right, well, then that person who wrote that trivia doesn't understand. No, no, no. But no, they pointed out, it, yeah, they pointed they out that it's actually kind of, it's kind of interesting poetry, or it's poetic in the sense that she doesn't understand that technically that plant would die in this person's argument, and that it is kind of her giving herself closure in the roundabout way of being like, I'm trying to give... Leon's plants roots is in you know in a symbolic gesture, the, but right. it's not going to work out. Well, the 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 bigger point, if you really want to touch on it briefly, is that plant is an indoor plant. Like I don't think it would survive outdoors. Period. Like any, you know, agree. So it's 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 an indoor style plant. But anyway, um, but I think the symbolism to your point is is good, and 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 she she does a nice job, and I think it was a good way to end the film, despite the fact. You know what I mean? So. There, there was discussions of a sequel, and ultimately it became, like, I guess the studio or whoever was producing it had a problem with Lupus song. They flat out said, we'll never make a sequel. So he took his ideas and, like, expanded it to uh, Columbania or Columbiania or whatever the fuck that movie was. Mm, I don't know. He made a movie about a fucking young woman assassin, and that was ultimately going to be the, the premise was... It was supposed to be Matilda. Matilda. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, there's another movie called Matilda. I would fucking love to see those two, like, mash up where you get the young girl, Matilda, with the uh, telekinesis powers and shit. It was also killing people at the same time. You You fucking get Carrie and Matilda and, yeah. Are you you talking about Nikita? Because he did La Femme Nikita. Maybe, but I thought he did a movie, like, 2011-ish, and it was, like, Columbia or something. Columbiana. Uh, he, wrote the screen, he wrote the screenplay for it. He didn't. I don't think he. Oh, he might have Directed. directed it. I'm in the wrong section here. Hold on. Well, what, whatever the elements were going to be of Matilda Two or Leon or Professional Two or whatever, right? What ended up pretty much being the premise of well, uh, Columbiana. I'm wrong about Nikita because Nikita was before Leon by about four years. And so, Nikita, if you remember, also featured Jean Reno placely playing the same character. I didn't see it, so I can't speak to that. Well, that, um, I haven't seen it either, but they say he plays a cleaner named Victor, and he dresses up in almost the exact same fucking style. He didn't direct the Colombiana one. No, he... he, he uh, 
He wrote he it. A he lot. wrote. I mean, he wrote. No, no, no. I'm just. No, I'm just for the audience and whatever. You know. So I think he. I think he wrote. Didn't he write the transporter? At least the first one with Jason uh, Statham. I'm looking. Hold on. It's easy for me to find. Hold on. Uh, he wrote the. He wrote the first one and gets credit on the second and third because he created the characters from. Oh, Fred the, Martin. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. Any other Any other thoughts on Leon? I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad no, I you know. I, 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 movie I that I recommended. I really enjoyed it. I I if I can find a way to see the extended cut without buying it at fourteen ninety nine, or if I'm gonna buy it, I'll buy the because you know I prefer buying disc copies. I, if I this yeah, was buy a digital the, buy, copy, buy the Blu Ray and and get the extended or director's cut. It, it, it's worth it, man. It's, it's no, a good it, enough movie. It, you, it, you watch it every other couple of years. Yeah, yeah, no, it was good. It was good. By the way, just on a while I'm on a we're on Basan real quick. Uh, apparently, Lucy Two has been announced. I almost bought Lucy One yesterday, and actually, Columbiana Two has been announced. Also known as Matilda Three. Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments where bold moves require confident blueprints, where you can accelerate transformation through consistency, where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at saic.com slash cloud. I want to go, well, obviously we're talking about Natalie, so I'm going to go back to Natalie Portman here. Um, we, we didn't get into her um, history too much. You you mentioned her actual last name of Herschlag. Um, mm-hmm. Herschlag, uh, I believe. It could be, yeah, it could be. It doesn't have a... She was born in uh, Jerusalem. She and was raised like all over. Yep. Um, it doesn't, but she has dual citizenship in the United States and in Israel. Um, oh, yeah. So there's that. And then there's the other thing that's really interesting. And you, you probably knew this, but I didn't know this. So you're going to have to just mm-hmm. give it to me. But apparently, while she was filming the Star Wars prequels, she was going to Harvard full time and got a psychology degree. I did know that. Um, okay. Here, here's something. Do you remember the movie The Social Network, right? Yeah. Okay. There's Actually, a... I, I really like the film despite some of the issues with it, but yeah. And, and we talked about that when we did the president thing a couple weeks ago because we were talking about uh, Aaron Sorkin. Oh, right, right. Yeah. So Natalie Portman was one of the consultants for Sorkin. Oh, neat. She, she described what it was like to be at Harvard during the launch of Facebook because she was there. She was there, yeah. That makes sense. And 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 Sorkin even fucking wrote a reference to her where he's talking about like Harvard alum and there's like professors in that and they even say one Oscar winner. And they oh. don't mention who it was. And but it's that was Natalie. Natalie. Yeah. You know, I'll 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 wonder real quick, do you how how well do you remember the concept of the film, the the social network? Do you remember it well or no? I, I just I just watched it again. Uh, a month ago. Okay, so I just didn't know how recently you'd seen it, but the face smash thing that he did, yeah. I wonder if, if because it that's a real thing that actually happened. I wonder if Natalie ended up being one of the people on there. Probably. Well, I mean, they were all sorority houses, so I don't know if or 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 different dorm rooms, so I don't know if she was staying in one of the dorms. You know, so I don't know. 
Uh, I, anyway, I, I would say I don't. I can't speak for the real Zuckerberg, but I could say the character Zuckerberg um, would have totally would done def- it. Oh would yeah, definitely yeah. done it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So obviously, you know, you know, after Leon, her next biggest. Her, I mean, she was she got a stage award for her role in. Um, oh, where was I? Just had it. Fuck. Son of a bitch. Oh, here we go. A Diary I mean, of a she- Young Girl. Um, she she uh-huh. won something, and then, but, and then she was also in Diary of Anne Frank as well. Okay, um, but she's also um, you know, obviously, and we don't need to get into it because we've talked about it enough for fuck's sake. But you know, obviously, she's Padme in the three prequels. Oh, Panda Bear Boo Boo. I love you, Panda Bear Boo. Um, yeah, and I have got to say. She does her goddamn damnedest. Oh yeah, she that, does great in those, in those films. Like you know, yeah. yeah, she 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 tries. She really tries working with the dialogue and and and. I she, think obviously she's better in Thor. I think she. Well, yeah. I, th- I think, like I'm, I was already excited to see the new Thor film, Love and Thunder. Yeah. But I'm really really curious of what she's going to do with her character and that arc and. And to work under Taika Waititi for the first time because she was not in Ragnarok. Right. And and she's going to be Thor. So to see how that's going to play out, you know. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. There's also rumors that because based on the comic that it's based on, there's the specific one, um, uh, Mighty Thor. Yeah. Her character has breast cancer. And, and there's it's it's up in the air whether she's going to go through that char- characterization. Oh, I'd be curious to see that, yeah. But she wasn't another heavy hitter, Rico, between um, even the first Star Wars before Phantom Menace and Leon that I haven't seen, but I have a feeling you have, and I don't know if you want to talk about it a little bit. Oh, the the ultimate classic, fucking Mars Attacks, right? Well, that too, but that's not the one I was referring to. <laughs> um, no, Heat. She's in Heat. She is She's in Heat. She's not like she's memorable in Heat, but she's not a big player. Okay, I've never seen it, so I can't speak to it at all. So, uh, she plays the stepdaughter of Al Pacino's character, and she is, uh, she is definitely fucking depressed. And okay. there is a there's a suicide attempt on her uh, part, mm. but she kind of does it where she like. If I'm going to be rescued, I want to be rescued by Pacino's character. Sure. So she does it in his house, or like because they, she and her, he and her mom break up and everything, and he moves out and gets his own place and blah blah blah. And she like drugs herself in his bathtub, and he like fucking saves her life. Um, not many actors could say, "Oh, I was saved by Al Pacino." Sure. Usually, it's like, "Oh yeah, I got killed by Al Pacino." In a yeah, movie. <laughs> yeah, that's usually that's usually the line. Um, she, she's produced a few things. Um, the only ones I feel like just to the point of our conversation, it's worth mentioning is she did, um, produce Hesher, the one that we referenced mm-hmm. earlier. She's actually a producer on that. And then she, uh, Pride, Prejudice and Zombies, which I heard wasn't very good, but. Uh, that rented a decent chunk at the video store, uh, okay. just for the weird, like the weirdness of like, I've got to see what the fuck this movie is. Right. I right. have yet to see it. You know, I would say Natalie, uh, she chooses roles extremely carefully. Like she, she, uh, 
she did not do a lot of fucking movies where it was because after how do I phrase this after the professional after Leon, she was offered every fucking young sexualized role. Oh, like I'm sure. That. I'm sure she was. And it, yeah. And she was very uncomfortable. I mean, we have to remember she was 12 when she made Leon. She was not even 13. She was not even a teenager. Which, by the way, that reminds me. There was actually a part of that, going back to Leon for a minute, there was something that I would... There was one part where... And Deb and I were both like, what the fuck about the character, not about Natalie's uh, portrayal, right? Oh, I know know what you're going for. When she tells the guy at the hotel that they're fucking each other, it's like, why would you do it? Like, if I was Leon, I'd be like, get the fuck out at that point. Because, like, why would you do that? I think because Steph and I were both in the same uh, opinion as you and Deb about that, it was her getting back at him. And, For what? And he hadn't was, done anything wrong. She was bent out of shape because she's a 12-year-old, and 12-year-olds do petty, stupid shit all the time. Right. I, but I, she also was living in a fantasy. She's living in a fantasy. Okay, that I'll give you, but I, I still don't know what he did to earn her wrath if he did something, you know, even if it's petty, I, but like what— what what did he do? I I think he I don't I don't remember. I mean I just rewatched, but I I can't remember. It was like because he didn't. He, he did like, nothing to actually earn that. I mean, okay, well, this t- it's a good goddamn lesson that his fucking young girlfriend's gonna keep him on his fucking toes. Yeah, well, girlfriend's a strong word, but yes, okay. Anyway, I just I I when we were talking, I meant to bring that up earlier, and I I just remembered it. I didn't want to forget. Um. I mean, so, look, Natalie's made some bad movies too. Like well, she I mean, made everybody I, has. <laughs> like, yeah, but she made she just shows movies where I'm like, really? She was in that? She was in Your Highness? Did you see Your Highness? Uh, no, I don't even heard of it. Okay, it's James Franco and Danny McBride as like brothers or something, and they're like it's old like fantasy fucking Zelda-esque kind of thing, like bows and arrows and shit and horseback. And she plays like a fucking warrior elfin princess thing or something. And it's, it's just a Seth Rogen comedy set in the middle ages. It's just like, it's called your highness. Like you're high. Right, right, right. That's the joke. And I remember so many fucking, trailers and tv spots for that movie when it came out of showing natalie portman in pretty much a thong like they really pushed it that's like, the still shot can... when you pull the movie up that's See what i'm saying yeah, so. and they're and they actually like i don't remember if it was like an actual like a like a loincloth thong and then they got she was like not happy with it because she's like actually it was thicker than that it was kind of like a bathing suit type of thickness on the ass crack portion, well, that's, and they digitally rendered it to make it look like a thong. Well, the video I'm looking at, it's it's the full bathing suit type bottom. So yeah, so yeah. She, she yeah, they got some backlash, and it was just the sole purpose of like, hey, we got Queen Amidala to show off her butt in this movie. Well, I mean, it's also literally right after uh, Black Swan, like Black Swan. That- what it, a no, weird fucking thing to do. Well, yeah, but she also did No Strings Attached that same year. I um, heard No Strings Attached was actually immediately after, but that's all. That's she a, said no, she no, chose No Strings Attached 
after Black Swan as a fucking palate cleanser because she just put everything into fucking Black Swan. No, I I could see that, and and actually I. I avoided No Strings Attached because I didn't want to hate Ashton Kutcher any more than I already do. It's really funny how Ashton Kutcher, like, back-to-back ended up begging in in some fucking capacity Natalie Portman and Mila Kunis. Yep. Yep. Which, which, that was, yeah. Let's, let's wait, let's wait for, let's, let's keep Black Swan for the last because we both can talk about it. It's also the heaviest of hitters of oh, these Oh, for sure. Movies. So, so uh, going through her stuff, we're not going to talk about every film because I don't think we've seen them all. You've, you've, I'm sure you've seen Zoolander. She plays herself, but. I, I saw Zoolander once. I really didn't fucking love it. Yeah, I'm not um, a fan of I, his. I don't remember so. her even being in it. Um, well, she plays herself, so usually. Right, but I, I don't remember. No, but I'm saying usually when an actor plays themselves, they're not in the film for very long. And that's that's across the board. Anytime I've noticed someone plays themselves, they generally are not in the film for a length of time. So, um, unless they're close. Unless they're Bruce Willis, right, right, because Bruce, yeah. Um, and then, and then, you know, skipping over Star Wars, you got Cold Mountain, which I've never seen. I still have never seen Cold Mountain. Um. I need to because everyone keeps telling me I fucking need to. Yeah. Do we want to I didn't to talk- even know she was in it. I knew Renee Zellweger and Nicole Kidman were. I didn't know she was in that. Uh, yeah, according to this, she is. Um, do we want to say anything more about Garden State? No, because I haven't seen I mean, if you want to say some more, I haven't no, seen No, I mean, I, in terms of, I, there's a lot I could say about the film as a whole, but in terms of her performance, um, no, I think she does a, 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 a great job with it. I think, I think that. I think up to that point, a bit of a departure for her in terms of character style. Um, you know, if Natalie Portman didn't do it, I could see Zoe Deschanel being the obvious choice. It was kind of like yeah. Natalie Portman doing a Zoe Deschanel role. I I could 100% see that. Yeah, I, I can't yeah. disagree with you there. Um, I could see her. I'm trying to think there's anyone else off the top of my head. Maybe Jennifer Love Hewitt. Maybe. Lizzie Kaplan. I don't know who that is. She looks a lot like Zoe Deschanel. She acts similar. Okay. She was um, in the movie The Interview. Didn't with see Seth that. Rogen and yeah, I didn't see that. All right. Um, then the next the next big one is I know one you saw that I didn't see, so I will sit back and let you um, wax rhapsodic about it. Is Closer. Closer is one of my favorite movies where you're not supposed to like any of the characters. Like you really <laughs> okay like. Because I called it an anti-romance film because it's really in a similar vein to Chasing Amy. It's not a rom. It's not a rom-com. Mm. It's not even a com. It's it's just the negative aspects of love and sex and what falls with it. Um. So it's 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 based on a play. It's one of those movies. If it's one of those plays that I've never seen the play. I would love to fucking see the play if they ever did a revival and had it out here in the Bay Area and San Francisco and shit like that. Like, I would pay big money to go see it. Okay. So it's set in England, and it stars Natalie Portman, Jude Law, Julia Roberts, and Clive Owen. That's interesting this was also cast. The, this was also the first movie I'd ever seen Clive Owen in, and I became a huge fan, especially of his character and his characterization. But then I was like, this motherfucker needs to play Bond. Like, holy mm. fuck. Is he British? Um, Clive Owen? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I, th- I might have someone else oh. in. I might be thinking of somebody else. That's why I asked. But yeah. 
Clive Owen is like, like he definitely is like working class, like Londoner type of shit. Gotcha. Um, so the movie starts with Jude Law and Natalie Portman are walking through London. Well, that's a short. I mean, Rico, you literally named. Yeah. Three fourths of the cast. Uh, yeah, there's all the other people are like, like there's there's extras. six people listed. And you named four of them, and there's like the cabbie, and then there's like there's a customs officer. Like a ca- that's the only two yeah. other roles that are listed. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's really it because it's not about everyone else around them. It's just about these fucking four people that keep fucking each other over. Oh, I see so, Clive Owen. You're right. I, he, I know who he is now. My bad. Yeah, I, my yeah. bad for the stupid question. Um, he, so they, Natalie Portman is an American stripper and she's super mysterious and shit, uh, throughout the fucking film where she kind of like loves to like, imagine if, if in a roundabout way that her character in garden state just went off to England and just said, I'm just going to fuck with people. And like, I'm going to be sort of this instigator, like, like, I I remember reading a thing of trivia like someone interpreted that Clive Owen's character is the only one who's not a villain in this movie. Like the other three characters are all villains is how they interpret it. And I said, okay, yeah, they're all kind of awful. And that's sort of the point. But he's the one who least. But even he has his faults. But I'm I'm describing it badly. They're um, no, you're doing fine. I just now I'm, I'm looking Corbin at the... is American. Yeah, and she gets hit by a car, and Jude Law sees it. Because they were looking into, in, into each other's eyes through mutual attraction as they were about to, like, cross the street and go north towards each other. He takes her to the hospital, and they start to flirt and have witty dialogue, and and then it jumps forward a year. There's a lot of years jumping, mm, not to the mm. point where it's like, oh, well, clearly she's an old woman now. Like, I think the span of, like, the whole movie is, like, five years. Okay, okay. So... It's a year later. He's now a writer, and he's getting uh, a, his portrait taken, a picture taken by Julia Roberts, another American. So the women are the Americans, the men are the British, and he has. They have an attraction with each other. They start an affair, and he she uh, tries. She rejects him. He goes back to. He's with Natalie Portman, and he's up late, not, uh, and he's on a fucking sex chat like aims thing like a chat room yeah and the, and the, and the, there's you know they're typing in very fucking chat you know room oriented like capital r u and then there and i'm l eight late yeah yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah yeah so it's it's and it's a whole sequence of him pretending to be julie roberts's character just because he's drunk and fucking around and he's fucking with a, the guy online and the guy online is clive owen who's a doctor and he's like in his office and he's like getting phone calls. Like, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't do that. Uh, uh, that surgery right now. I'm busy. Like hangs up on the phone and then phone rings again. And he like hangs it up and then takes the phone off the hook because he's so engrossed in typing <laughs> to who he believes is a woman. And like, they're flirting with each other. He Jude law tells him, tells Clive to meet him, uh, at the aquarium because he, he's pretending to be, Julia Roberts and she loves the aquarium. He inadvertently like lets them have a meet cute. And so they start dating and then get married. And then it's like, they're, it's just these four fucking people are just 
fucking with each other throughout the film. And I have to, I mean, Natalie Portman is, is very, very, very good, but she's also entirely a fucking villainous without really, you don't know that because like right. I said, all the characters are awful, but she's right, like right. the young one who kind of corrupts everybody. Okay. Because, and I'll spoil this. She had lied about her name from the very, very fucking beginning. Mm. So we know her as Alice. But then like when she leaves America with the customs officer, find we find out her name is Jane Jones. I kind of want to see this. I'm not going to lie. You really, 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 really should see it. I, I, I'm, 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 you're, you're, it, it, what I'm looking at and also what you're saying is selling this film. Like that's, it's a, it's something I kind of want to see. It's super sexually explicit, to, but not like you don't see people having sex, but the dialogue right. is raw right. and explicit and fucking there's a, I'm not going to, because now that I know you want to see, I'm not going to ruin too much of it, but there is a part where Clive Owen and Julia Roberts are having a fucking crazy argument. And Clive Owen is that guy that we've all been where you need to know the information, but you really don't want to know the information. But your <laughs> right, stupid right. male ego is like, I need to know. And, and, then, and then she, she tells you, and you're like, I didn't need, yeah, I know what you're talking about. No, but no, he's like, I appreciate your honesty. Now go fuck off and die. Like, he needs to hate her. Yeah. And, and there's a part that always stuck with me where she, he's like asking her, he's like, you know, is he better than me? Like that shit. And then she says, why is this so important? And he screams, because I'm a fucking caveman. And I'm like, we've all been there. We've all fucking been right there. <laughs> yeah. But and Natalie that... Portman is great in it. And... Oh, I thought you were done. I'm sorry. But you, I mean, look, I, there is definitely, you have an attraction to Natalie Portman. Oh, sure. Watch this movie and thank me later. <laughs> okay. Um, now, uh, obviously, the next, the, I mean, she, she she's in a bunch of stuff. She's not like, she's not one of those people, she, I mean, with all respect, and I don't feel like I'm picking on the guy down there, but it's, she's not Nick Cage where she basically says yes to everything. But she, she's definitely not Nick Cage. No, but she definitely is in a lot of, lot of projects too. She's definitely been in yeah. a lot of films. Um, and we're not going to get to every one of them tonight, but, you know, we, I don't want to not acknowledge someone. There's one here, Rico, that I, I actually would just happen to click on. And I don't, I don't think you've seen it because I don't think you didn't mention it. But I think you would like it based on things I know about you. It's and I've never seen it, but it's called Free Zone that she's in. And the reason I think you'd like it is because you've said to me you like you like a trip movie. You like getting from point A to point B and things happening in mm-hmm. said trip. Same reason why I think you would like Green Book if you haven't seen it. I don't think we've talked about. Oh, that. I've, I I own Green Book. I've okay. seen Green Book a zillion times. I like I yeah, like Green Book. Green Book's a great film, but that's a different conversation for a different day. This free zone. Uh, I'll just read you the very brief synopsis and then we can move on because I, I don't have much to say about it. But it says, two women embark on a road trip after they're brought together by circumstance. Rebecca, Natalie Portman's character, flees her hotel after a fight with her mother-in-law and hails a taxi, dri- taxi driven by Hannah, who's played by Hannah Laszlo. Now, I don't know who that is. Um, she looks familiar, but I'm not familiar with it. But it sounds like something you might be interested in. So I It's called it's what's it called? Free Zone. It's from two thousand five. Alright, I'll I'll rent it tomorrow, a video room. Um 
so there's that. And then getting back to Natalie's, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Goya's Ghost, but I'm asking you because it has ghost in the title, so I figured it's probably something you might like. I don't know. Um, no. No, I, okay. I don't even think it actually has anything to do with like really spiritual, spectral shit. I think it's like metaphorical ghosts, like his gotcha. demons. The the next big one in, and I say big one because it's it's a bit of a cult classic as opposed to like you know uh, Oscar worthy. Uh, is Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium? I didn't even know she was in that. I know a lot of people have told me I should see that for other reasons, and I didn't even know she was in it. So. I haven't seen it. I'm pretty sure we own a copy. I, I I think Steph's seen it, but I've never seen it. I yeah, I think she brought it up once on a previous episode she was on. Now that you say that, Mister um, Megorium's Wonder Emporium just sounds like, like the title just doesn't sound. It sounds like a kitschy fucking movie. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I think it is, but it doesn't it, mean it's not. It, fun, it could be the know? best goddamn movie ever, and I I probably have little interest in seeing it, but I'll probably end up watching it. Eventually. Um, just from a portrayal perspective, I feel like I need to bring up that she plays Anne Boleyn in the other Boleyn girl. Mm-hmm. Um, Anne yeah, Boleyn. I knew that. What's that? I knew that. I've never seen it. Yeah, no, but I'm, I'm just I'm just going through her 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 list here. I want to make sure we're giving her some justice. Um, then you have, uh, the other woman, Brothers Hesher, which we've kind of touched on, although we didn't, can't get into it deep, because I don't think you've ever seen it, but, um. In what? Hesher? Hesher. Yeah, or you did see I, it. I, I saw Hesher, I just thought okay. it was kind of, she was kind of forgettable. Okay. In which brings us to the one that you want to talk about, so unless you want to skip ahead and double back. Are you talking so, about Brothers? No. No, I didn't. Oh, did you said you saw that? I I said brothers. Yeah, it's, it's well. That's uh, actually after that. Well, I, and there's also, and I skipped over it un, unintentionally, but there is, and we've talked about it a little bit, but we could touch on it again. Is Viva Vendetta where she plays Evie? I Evie think Hammond. she. Uh, yeah, Viva Vendetta. Um, briefly, I think she's. I think she's great in V for Vendetta, and I yeah. had. I hadn't seen V for Vendetta for years until I had to re until we rewatched it for our deep dive of uh, graphic novels. Um, and I was more impressed with her. I was as impressed with her as I was with uh, Hugo Weaving. Oh, sure. Especially the arc uh, that that Evie goes through from the beginning to the end of the film. It's a very unique uh, I arc. don't exactly... I mean, I said it on the, on the recording. I didn't particularly like what he did to her right. in order to make her a stronger person. Sure. I felt that what he did... Even if it was the point was like I'm going to make you a better person was very misguided and very cruel and a form of abuse. Um, that being said, her performance was fucking awesome, and I think also she's one of the rare women who can rock a shaved head look. I was going to say so, her commitment to that role to actually shave her head because they could have done like the skull cap or something, right. you know. And, and, they, and then they did on camera, if I remember. So yes. Yes, they they do it on camera. But again, that could have been. I've seen where you can skin cap and then shave the skin cap. They have those. So I mean, all of that could right. have been faked. And and she, for the sake of commitment to the role, was like, nope, let's shave my head. You know, and yeah, and they did it. So lift um, Britney, this bitch. Yeah. Which, by the way, have you been keeping tabs on any yeah. of that stuff? Like that's A little that's, bit. It's it's sad. I mean, it's I I was saying that shit from years ago. Like, 
I was like, we are way too mean to Britney. Like, well, now that aside, but just what's happening with her father? You know what I mean? In oh the yeah, way he, no, like I, that, I, I, all that bullshit. But anyway, all right. Let me let me say this. I I dated someone who lived in L.A. Yes. who was not Stephanie, and they were. I don't know for sure if she was actually. I know she worked for uh, an industry. I'm not going to specify too much. Yeah. But she was talking matter of factly about the Britney situation years ago. I mean, this is four or five years ago. And she was talking like, oh, no, dude, like Britney is her dad is a fucking real piece of shit. Like she was saying this like she had talked to Britney and hung out with her. And Britney was like confiding. Or, or at least I witnessed a lot of this stuff or something. Yeah. Or knows enough about how shit right. like that happens in Hollywood and celebrityism uh, where she was just like, oh, like. Like, she was just like, oh, Rika, you're so fucking naive. Like, let me explain to you what, what, like, because we got on the subject of, like, Lindsay Lohan and shit like that. I was very judgmental. I was just like, Lindsay Lohan's, like, I feel bad for her, but she's a fucking train wreck who did this to herself. And she's like, yeah, she did this to herself because she was trying to not be the goody two-shoes anymore. And she's like, it's, she, you know, she's like. She this this person I was with she was defending like Justin Bieber and she's like Justin Bieber is doing drugs and acting a fool because he's trying desperately to get out of that bubble bubble pop Disney image and that's mm. what happened with Britney Britney fucking but see there are people was, I mean without getting into a whole conversation there's people that have done that successfully without all that insanity I mean true you know so but there are but and then I think the real problem is once you get re- hooked. On the drugs. No, and what I'm saying, you, without doing any of that stuff, like like Justin Timberlake comes to mind immediately. Like he doesn't have any, you know what I mean? Yeah, but Justin Timberlake has got a lot of controversy of his own, especially with the Britney thing and the Janet well, Jackson could, thing. Well, could yeah, well the but yes, but uh, it's still not as damaged, you know. For his image, he evolved his image to go from bubble pop, uh, bubble gum pop to fucking you know whatever the fuck. Justin Timberlake does in music. I don't fucking listen to this shit. Um, I don't. Fu- I don't fucking know. I don't know what any of his music sounds like. Like sure. I know what In Sync sounds like, but as far as I'm concerned, uh, I can imagine Justin Timberlake just sounding like fucking In Sync without three or four other fucking singers in the background. Uh, to a degree, but the, you'd be surprised. I've actually heard he can croon. He can croon pretty oh, well. I, oh, I, I'm not saying he can't sing. It's yeah. just not for me. And no, I have but a, I, I, have a hard... I think he, he's done it on a couple of his latter albums. Like not the whole album, but he's had like a a song that it would be it would be I guess the best way to describe it would be like a pop croon because it's certainly more you know it's not old school. It's not jazz. It's yeah. not jazz. It's not, he's not you know. He's, he's not Michael Bublé. He's fucking you know he's still I, in sync, dude. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I, I yeah. But 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 it, it it shows the the um reverence for the Sinatras and the Martins and the Sammies and you know what I mean like anyway. Sure. But back to Natalie and her films. Brothers is the next one up if you want to kind of get into that. So I didn't see well, it. Yeah, but. but well, part of what I was bringing well, while oh. we were talking about the Britney I thought you were done. I'm sorry. That, yeah, is Natalie hasn't really fucking gone through that. The biggest controversy Natalie kind of went through. Was about whether she legitimately did her own dancing in, in Black Swan, and we'll get to that. But that's my point: is that she. I thought that was one really other thing, tra- too. Actually, but go ahead. What? Well, because she shows, if I recall, she shows up to the Oscars for Black Swan pregnant, unmarried, 
and like that was a big deal at the time. Um, or un- unattached actually. She wasn't even unmarried. It wasn't about unmarried. She was single technically. So it is. It's almost. It's almost as if she got knocked up. I don't remember that. I remember yeah. her being pregnant, but I also know that she's married to the dance choreographer of Black Swamp. No, I, I I'm aware, but you know. I don't know if he's the father. I would assume. I I don't see that. Hollywood cannot be fucking super judgmental of like, oh well, he left her at the altar or he left her while she's pregnant. Like that shit happens all the time in life. Sure. What is she supposed to do? Not be pregnant? No, I, like, I not, and I'm certainly not being. You know what I mean? But I, I remember I, that I, being a thing about you know her showing I don't, up I, to the Oscars. In pregnant. terms of like, in terms of her like party and drugs and alcohol for a young woman, especially a young woman mm-hmm. in Hollywood, she managed to avoid. Yeah. Falling down that path. Instead, she went to fucking Harvard. Like, she missed the premiere of Star Wars Episode One because she was studying. To get her fucking psychology degree, of all things. It's not like she got a... I mean, with all respect to uh, the other fields, it's not like she got a liberal arts degree. She got a goddamn no. psychology degree. That's how much Natalie Portman gives a fuck about acting. She wants to go know her characters so well that she studied psychology. Yeah. So she can rationalize her characters. And... And that kind of shows in Brothers. Brothers is is Brothers is fun because Brothers features is three Marvel actors all within close vicinity of each other. So Toby Maguire, fucking, I'll give you one goddamn guess who the fuck he played in, in Marvel films. Um, 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 wasn't it? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got this. It was, um, it was, it was, it was Iceman, wasn't it? I think or or yeah. yeah. Johnny Storm. I don't remember. Anyway, go ahead. It was it was uh, it was Catwoman. Um, Batman. He played Batman in those Marvel movies, didn't he? That's that's well, who he played. You're, yeah, you're, you're half right. <laughs> there, he's, he's someone. He's man. Um, <laughs> <I got it. laughs> um, and then obviously Natalie Portman plays his wife, and she's Jane Foster in the MCU, and sure. then Jake fucking Gyllenhaal. Okay. Fucking Mysterio. Yep. So here's here's when it gets really funny. So they play brothers, uh, Gyllenhaal and, and Maguire, not fucking Portman. Um, and the resemblance between Maguire and Gyllenhaal is not extreme to the fact that like they look exactly the same, but they definitely look like they could be brothers. Mm-hmm. And way back, way, way, way back in 2004, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, Tobey Maguire almost didn't do Spider-Man 2. Because he was complaining about back problems and, and shit that he had accumulated through Seabiscuit. And he was like, oh, oh, he, think, he didn't. Yeah, I think I knew that, but go ahead. And he was also acting a bit like a prima donna. Like at that point, Tommy McGuire is, is, a, is a good actor, but he's a total fucking prick as a human being. And I say that with absolute confidence. I don't care if his fan base comes after me. I don't care if he comes after me. And he would, he could fuck me up. Like, I saw Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3. He's no one to fuck with. He is a human being prick. And that's that's said with respect and honesty. Well, I mean, let's look. The Spider-Verse took a shot at him, if you recall. So, mm-hmm. you know, but God. Now, uh, going back to Aaron Sorkin for a second, we talked about Molly's Game. Yes, the, which I still need when to you see. Wa- yeah. When you watch it, if you ever watch it, the Michael Sarah character that Michael Sarah plays is Tobey Maguire. Okay. In real life. Okay. Tobey Maguire was so into fucking gambling and underground po- uh, poker games, 
he offered uh, the real Molly Bloom like $100,000 or something if she fucking got up on the table and barked like a seal and begged for it. He's not a nice guy. He's an ego-driven fucktard. I fucking don't like the person, Tobey Maguire. Ego-driven fucktard. Yeah. Okay. I don't even care if he's a fucking vegan. Fuck him. Fuck his fucking personality. But God damn it, he was a great Spider-Man. Um, that being said... Can can I pause real quick to tell you uh, just a tweet that jumped out that I saw from your boy Mark Hamill? Sure. No, it's a retweet from a guy named Marshall Julius, who I, or, and I don't know who that is. But he's verified on Twitter, so he's he's somebody of some renown. But he says, remembering Owen and Baru on hashtag National Toast Day, and it's pictures of the Star Wars characters of Uncle, <laughs> Uncle Owen and Aunt Baru. Now, Hamill retweets with hashtag too soon and a broken heart emoji. God damn, that's funny as fuck. <laughs> Yeah, I don't mean to kind of get off topic, but I just saw that and I was like, Rico needs to hear this. So you know, if if, if Luke was there to dump some fucking blue milk on on Uncle Owen and Baru, he might have saved their lives, but then yeah. he never would have fucking become a Jedi. He would have been stuck there on Tatooine, fucking taking care of two old crispy fucking pieces of bacon and being as whiny as his father. Because in that when he's still, I need <laughs> All right, so brothers. Yeah. <laughs> There's so this Tony movie Maguire, once. Oh, yeah. So Tobey Maguire almost didn't do Spider-Man 2, and it right. was actually Jake Gyllenhaal was the top choice to replace him. He actually got fitted for his suit, and then Tobey was like, oh, shit, my job's in jeopardy? Okay, I'll come back. Like, my yeah, back feels of course, millions right. loads better. Sure. So the fact that they ended up playing brothers is pretty fucking funny, and that he and that Gyllenhaal ended up playing a bat, uh, Spider-Man villain. Is pretty fucking funny. There's some irony and all that, sure. So Brothers is, Toby is a, 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 a Marine, and he gets shot down in Afghanistan, and he is presumed dead. We know he's not dead. He's actually held captive by the Taliban. So he's a, he's a prisoner of war, essentially. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. a POW, and he's he he does come back home, but he is forever changed with PTSD. And, As, yeah. And he's, and he's, and he's all fucked up. And while he's presumed dead, Gyllenhaal, who is sort of the the black sheep of the family, you know, the the one who has a prison sentence, and and he's trying to come back and and be an uncle to his nieces, and he's trying to help out Natalie Portman during their grief, and they're all grieving together. They develop a relationship, and and whether they kiss or or sleep together is not is irrelevant. Um, Toby comes back and he's all fucked up with PTSD and he is paranoid and he truly believes that they slept together. And it, it's, it's a like Gyllenhaal is great. Portman is great. This is Toby's movie. And I, I say that after my little fucking bitch fit, I just had, mm. he's fucking really, really, really powerful in this film to the point where I'm like, you weren't you the nerd in Pleasantville? What the fuck? <laughs> uh, but that's all I gotta say about brothers. Um, so, um, Black Swan. Yeah, well, before we get there, because yes, but I mean, I'll, I'm I'm looking over 
her uh the rest of her her uh IMDb her, her, her list and there's a couple things I want to talk about just cuz we can touch on them like even though they're after Black Swan I don't want to just dismiss it cuz I think after we deep dive Black Swan we're both going to be like all right I've had enough of this well I have, um, I have a good palate uh, palate cleanser after Black Swan Oh, okay. Well, I, what I was going to say was that um, apparently she's going to be in the What If series that's going to come on Disney Plus this year. Good. Um, Good. I, I, as, if I'm reading this right, it's still just a voice, so it might be like a radio thing or a phone thing, but she's still going to be... No, no, no. What If is going to be an animated series. So oh, is it? I, I thought it was live. I, I didn't realize it was animated. Okay, well, then that makes sense. Oh, well, then, yeah, she's playing... She's going to be in that. Um... Obviously, she's in these Marvel films, as we talked about with Thor and, you know, all of the Thors except for Ragnarok. And then also Endgame, she makes a reappearance, um, which I know there's some debate on whether or not that was uh, used footage or she actually came back. I, I That was used footage, and then she also supplied audio voiceover. Okay. New audio voiceover. Okay. So it was both. It was both. All right. Um... She's been on The Simpsons uh, as a character. Um, I'll tell you this one film, and if you if it's something you want to talk about, and I've never seen it, but I, I'm looking at her um, her list. Oh, wait, before I say that though, she also plays Jackie Kennedy in Yeah Jackie, which I haven't seen it, but that's a heavy. Those are big shoes, you know. So those are huge shoes, and yeah. I I've seen enough clips to see. Uh, how she characterizes the the character, how uh, the the real person? Sure. Um, because Jackie O had a very fucking distinct way of talking, yep. and 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 being just just carrying herself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I saw a YouTube video where this guy does accents, and he break, and he's he's like an expert at accents and shit. Sure. And he sure. Broke down. He does a whole series of videos of of actors portraying real people and how they convincingly sound just like them. And sometimes okay. it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Sure. And he said there were parts where Portman was recreating Jackie Kennedy's uh, interview at the white house where she is showing off the Rose garden and blah, blah, blah. Right. Where they, they take exact lines and, and styles and everything. And she doesn't hit the mark exactly but she hits the mark exactly for other words. So if the emphasis is on Rose and, and Jackie O says, you know, Rose in a very kind of way. Sure. And then, and then Rose garden, she, Natalie would take the Jackie O inflection and take it away from Rose, but put it in garden like garden. Like, okay. so she would, she's not copying. She's not mimicking. She's expanding on the character. And I want to see Jackie. I also found it fucking, now that we talked about it, that whole bathroom scene is even creepier in Leon, since essentially it's Jackie Kennedy be, uh, confronting Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, I guess they're, yeah, <laughs> I say it. Um, I, I, I will say this. I mean, again, I haven't seen it either, but if anyone could pull off playing Jackie Kennedy, I think she is... Definitely, obviously, she did it, but I'm saying if anyone could do it, she's one of the people I would have named. Do you know what I mean? So I would say that the person, the, the actress at the top of my head who closely more resembles Jackie Kennedy, especially at that time in the in the early to mid '60s, is Rachel Weisz. I could from, see that, but 
She but, looks like Jackie O. But I'm saying as someone who could handle the, the, the enormity of the character, of the person, because she's not a character, she's a real person, but hold, yeah. hold the enormity of, of Jackie O, I think Natalie Portman's definitely one of those people that could do it, for sure. So. I, I wholeheartedly agree. I think I think Natalie Portman is a, is a... I think Natalie Portman knows how to fucking act. Uh, I've never oh, said yeah. anything. Different. No, I mean, no doubt. So before we get into the big one, there's one there's one more I kind of I don't know anything about it but I I definitely want to fucking see it now based on reading about it while while I've been looking around. It's called Lucy in the Sky. And it's nothing to do with the Beatles despite the implication from the title. Well, and and okay. I I wouldn't be stunned if you heard Lucy in the Sky with the diamonds in the movie somewhere, but Sure. It's not a Beatles related film. It's Astronaut Lucy Cola returns to Earth after a transcendent experience during a mission to space and begins to lose touch with reality in a world that seems too small now. Oh, I'd watch that. I'd watch the fuck out of that movie. I I want to see it like now. <laughs> so, I'd watch. Yeah, I'd watch yeah, that. I I, I need Port- to add that to my list. Portman um, was in another movie that I tried watching, not recently, but I tried watching it a couple years when it came out. Sure, it was called Annihilation. And I just I couldn't. I, I saw that on her list here. Yeah, I I I should try it again because it's something that she didn't. She doesn't really go into the alien hunter type of fucking movies, you know. So like, right, right. I mean, she, she's definitely been in sci-fi shit. She was in Mars Attacks. Sure. She was in Star Wars. I mean, I, I I acknowledge she tries different genres, but this seems like something like I didn't expect her to try the fucking. Um, the, the Sarah Connor type of role or the fucking uh, um, Sigour- the Sigourney Weaver, the Ellen yeah. Ripley role, you yeah. know, stuff like that. <sighs> the only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Okay, so we we talked about, you know, her, her heavy hitters. Let's talk about the heaviest. And, and, and so let's start off with the positive note of it. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be all negative anyway, but let's start off with the positive that it got her an Oscar. You yeah, know, won her an Oscar. And she didn't just show up pregnant. She won the damn thing. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, that, you know. And there was, there was jokes made, of course, because, you know, and the, and by comedians. So understand that. It's not like trolls, you know, that she won, that she won the thing because she was pregnant. It was like, all right, well, let's give it to the pregnant lady. You know what I mean? Which... I. Right. It, no, it, it, it's comedians. It's a joke. They, they, they. I don't yeah, know yeah. that they actually felt that way. Um, I, I would say, I see why she earned it. I don't remember who she was up against. I so I can't. Um, that's not to say that she wouldn't. If I remember, she certainly wouldn't get it. But you know, um, she definitely acted the fuck out of this movie. She did. Um, yeah. I, I going to her pregnant and all that. I, I think if she, she didn't win. She sh- and she was pregnant. She should have named her kid Oscar, just to fucking be like, I if, did get an Oscar. If she if she had a boy, I forget what she had, but yeah. Um, so, uh, well, I have a I have an immediate comparison to two films. So what it'll say about Natalie is that it took 
it takes two films to equal what she succeeded with in this one. That's how I kind of view it. But there are two films blended together that equal this film in my eyes. But they're both, they're all male roles. And to me, it's a mixture of Whiplash and Birdman. I would also throw Fight Club in there. Yeah, but I mean, I think Birdman's got the same disconnect that you do you get from Fight Club. So that's why that's why I wouldn't include Fight Club because I think you get the same disconnect out of Birdman personally. Except, look, let's. I I had never seen Black Swan. Neither did I. Yeah, it was new to me. This was new for both of us, and we were aware of like, like I have friends that are not into ballet they're like you've never seen fucking black swan you should see black swan and going out of her comfort zone this is the closest thing to a horror film that she had done at least up until that point i think still i mean i think annihilation is supposed to be sci-fi horror but i still like again i haven't seen it yeah um, mars attacks is sci-fi horror in a comedic sense right that, that that's not your aliens or you know uh, something it like that. It can't be Independence Day. If you can argue Independence Day is, is a sci-fi horror film, then you can argue Mars Attacks is one too. Just sure. campier. Sure. sure. Um, but now it, it is the fact that I've seen a, a, a big chunk of horror films and I've seen a lot of psychological thrillers and whatnot. I kind of saw what the fuck was going to happen coming a mile away just because that's just so ingrained at me that, you know, movies like this kind of fall a follow a trope yeah well real quick in annihilation there's more marvel connections if you're curious sebastian stan correct no in 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 annihilation not i know i thought sebastian stan was in that uh not on the immediate cast list he's definitely in black swan because i saw him there that was fucking random as shit well that's that's pretty cap i think that's pre like his career yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but uh no, uh you have Benedict Wong in this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, from Doctor Strange. And then uh-huh. you have I mean to a to a lesser extent you got Oscar Isaac because he's from, you know, X-Men and that's kind of finally being folded in. So And he he was a Spider-Man in Spider-Verse. True. True. Um, and then, but even more so, Tessa Thompson. Oh, that's right. That was at the beginning of, like, Tessa Thompson, like, getting her big, because she was in Creed right before that. Okay. So she was getting some good shit. Yeah. And she and fucking Natalie are going to work together and probably end up fucking possibly becoming love, uh, interests. Interests, yeah. With each other in in Thor 4. Um, Um, but I did, did. that's just interesting to me because I know you're, you know, you like that connection stuff. Um, oh, yeah. But getting back to Black Swan, um, you, I, you I said you saw it coming. coming. Yeah. Out of a mile away, but I still appreciate the, the evolution. Well, and what, what part of it did you see coming? Because there's multiple, um, not outcomes. I don't want to put it that way. That's not the word I want to use, but there are multiple things going it's on. It's, yeah, it's very layered. So what, what part did you, or did you just see all of it coming? Cause the, I, the, the whole, well, I didn't see everything coming. I didn't know how it was, I didn't know how it was going to end the way it did. Although I wasn't, I wasn't stunned. I was just kind of like, oh, okay. That makes sense. Okay. Um, now let me, let me phrase it like this. The way, when I saw how things were coming, 
I wasn't disappointed. And neither, I actually thought that... Neither was I. Darren, I thought, no, that's not what I meant. But uh, <laughs> I thought Darren Aronofsky is a fucking, is a great director. Um, and he knows how to make things unsettling. Settle. Yeah. Well, and, th- and, th- and, th- and again, this reminded me so much of those two other films that I actually looked up to see if he was involved in the other two when mm-hmm. I watched, but it, he's not. But it, it, it reminded me so much of it, you know, so. Of uh, Birdman? And, 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 and um, Christ, what like uh, uh, Whiplash. Yeah, I mean, Whiplash is another fucking great film, and I would definitely, he, here's actually what he drew inspiration from. He originally had an idea of making a story about a wrestler and a ballerina falling in love. And then he went on to just make The Wrestler, and then he went on to make Black Swan. So well, it was really wrestler, him splitting... It was him splitting the two characters and making them their own respective and, films. And I didn't, re- I mean, look, I'll be honest, I didn't really, and I, as a wrestling fan, because I'd say of the two of us, I'm the bigger wrestling fan. Is that, oh, I'm not a fan at all. So, okay, yeah. so yeah. I didn't like The Wrestler, the movie, mm-hmm. at all. It's one of the few films I've actually broke my rule on, and I bought it without having seen it. Because most of the time, if I'm going to buy a movie, I have to have at least seen it once. Um. And I, I think it's role. I think it's a good Mickey Rourke film. Yeah, I mean, I mean, without getting into a deep dive on the film, Mickey Rourke did fine, but the film itself was just not very entertaining or or catching to me personally. I I I disagree. It could be the fact that I'm so far apart from the wrestling world. I kind of likened it to it's the film Rocky Balboa, but with a wrestler instead. It's not Rocky. It's Rocky Balboa, where he's older and seasoned and. Oh, Rocky Balboa! You're talking about Rocky Balboa, and not the original '76 Rocky. You're talking the. the... I'm, I'm not talking Rocky. I'm talking you're talking Rocky Six, film. essentially. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I uh, no, I follow you. Um, it just took me a second to wrap my brain. But anyway, let's get back to to the uh, Black Swan because that's more you know the important part. But the parts the it's towards the beginning where she's like walking down a long alley or t- or something or a tube or a tunnel or something and she's she flips her phone closed and you hear that snap yeah and then a second later you hear it and you, you see a figure at the end doing the same thing right so and then it's obviously it's her doppelganger or it's her it's a hallucination or blah 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 yeah at this point i would say hallucination yeah yes and and that's there are parts of this movie where it's Clearly, she is perfect for the White Swan, the Odette character in in the play in the ballet in the ballet within the film. Yeah, because she is innocent. She is virgin esque. She is n- naive and and blah blah blah. She's perfect for the white the White Swan. She's not for the Black Swan. Right. And Mila Kunis is definitely more suited for the the darkness as opposed to the lightness. So much so that they actually put a tattoo on her back of wings. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, and then it's hard to determine what is real and what is not. Very, very hard. I, I, I even up to the end, I wasn't a hundred percent certain what happened. Yeah. What I, I mean, do, do we spoil or no? Because I think, I think we need to not spoil it, but there, I, we definitely cannot spoil the ending. Okay. So I, I will try I will try not to spoil them, but it is something I want to talk about. So I will do my best here. And 
And the beauty of podcasts is if we feel like we spoil too much, I can edit some of it out. But um, I'm not certain that the outcome that's implied is what ha- is the ultimate outcome. I agree. I don't think it pans out the way that the audience is just going to accept it happens. Right. If that's what you're implying. But we were choosing our words very carefully here. Um, can I tell you my quick 30-second interpretation of what this movie is just truly about sure it's it's about ptsd and dealing with trauma in my opinion and i think without explicitly saying it it gives you hints that portman's character has been sexually abused specifically and this is my this is the spoiler that i will give by her mother oh you think that's the case Oh, for sure. You know, I didn't. I didn't get that. I'm not saying that I disagree, but I didn't get that. Her mom is over domineering, and when things when they start to have a slight argument, this is before she's starting to rebel and she's still the innocent one. Sure, sure. Like the birthday cake scene. Right. The mom is is temperamental. She's ready to throw out the cake, and Portman's character knows that this is going to lead to a bigger backlash, possibly a mommy dearest scenario. See, I, okay. So I, 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 and I have more, but I'm trying not to be too, too free with spoiling, but okay. Do you remember the pinnacle scene with (laughs) Mila and Natalie that we both know we both like? Uh, well, uh, yes, but I want to back up for a second to the mom point. And then, and then you No, this goes with the mom. Okay. Go ahead then. Yeah. When she's, you know, uh, when she's making a Mila out of her Kunis, uh, she hallucinates for one second, and it's not Mila with her. It was her. her mother. Oh, I thought it was no, her. See, that's where it gets really confusing. If you really focus, it's the mother. It's not uh, Natalie Portman. Because okay. she does morph into Natalie Portman. Multiple times. Throughout the film. Throughout yeah. the film, yeah. yeah. Natalie Portman is hearing... Throughout the film, there are auditory hallucinations and physical hallucinations. Visual, visual hallucinations. The, visual the, hallucinations yeah, yeah. and auditory hallucinations. We are hearing giggles in the background. Like yep. that whole nightclub sequence, there is numerous Natalie Portman faces. In fact, if I, I remember reading in the nightclub, apart from the men that are with them, fucking Bucky and then the other fucking guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all the women are Natalie Portman. Oh, really? Really? And because Mila Kunis and Natalie Portman look so similar, which was the fucking point of sure, that. Sure, sure. You, when you're looking at Mila, you automatically see Natalie. And when you're looking at Natalie, you automatically think, is that Mila Kunis? Or am I just fucked up? I... But the problem with that is that Barbara Hershey fucking looks like both of them, too. Same with Winona Ryder. Yeah. I just realized it was Winona uh, being in the movie... I thought it was Rachel Weiss, and I'm like, no, fuck, I, there's too many Brunutes in this I, fucking I, movie. I pulled Winona first at, at right off. When you first see her come storming out of the, the dressing room. Yes, there, but when she when she looks at the poster of her where Winona's dressed oh, up in the okay. outfit, I was like, who the fuck is that? I don't know who the fuck. Yeah, I, I didn't know, know who that was. No, 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 but I'm saying when, you, for, when she makes her first actual on-screen uh, appearance... Oh, I, yeah. I, I knew it was Winona right off, so... Fucking, you know, oh my god, it's fucking Lydia, holy shit. Yeah, um, um, which, which to your so, point, there's a lot of heavy-hitting women in this film, not just Natalie. Um, 
and so going with what I'm saying, I'm my uh, my interpretation, and my interpretation could be wrong. It could not be what Aronofsky intended, but it is, in my opinion, a a, a woman who is combating sexual assault and and history and PTSD. Sure. And growing out of it and deciding, well, fuck all of you. I'm going to be a woman because it's all about maturity and becoming a woman. The blood stain at the end of that film, which again, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Is specifically strategically placed a little lower to look like period blood for a reason. It's not just supposed to be a wound. It's supposed to be a metaphor that she, her, her innocence has died. The little hmm. girl is dying so that the woman, the adult mature woman can be reborn. See, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see that. Like I didn't, but then again, I didn't notice that much mm-hmm. of a, like a lowering of the, the placement of that. Right. It's, so, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not arguing against your point as much as I just didn't catch it. Like to me, it was, in it, the it is, a, it is a blink and miss type of scenario. Um, The whole, I mean, look, it, it, it is it, it's safe to say that this whole movie is a blink and miss it kind of thing. Like I, oh for sure, you got to watch it very carefully. Um, and even if you, even if you um watch it closely, um, you need it. It takes more than one rewatch. Oh for really sure, does. and even then, I don't know that I'd fully understand it. You know what I mean? Like well, it's it, with my interpretation. If you rewatch it, I'm sure you would say. I get what Rika's talking about. I totally understand it. And now that I point stuff out, you'll be like, I see it now. It's very rampant once you think about it in that in that point of view. Like, movies are great for interpretation. I don't like movies that I have to do all the thinking for the filmmaker. I've said this so many times. Yeah. I don't, I don't like cerebral fucking movies. Like, I'm not big on Lynch and Cronenberg, where it's like... I, like, like, the fucking song... Um, I am the walrus. I, I it's a catchy fucking song by the Beatles, but John <laughs> Lennon specifically wrote that song to specifically say, "Let's have the fuckers figure that song out." He did it as a fucking tr- he did it to troll. And there are some filmmakers I think do that weird cerebral shit when they are like, "I don't give a fuck. Let's make this character fucking hallucinate." And then turn to cantaloupe. Let's have the Democrats say it's the Republicans. Let's have the Republicans say it's the Democrats. Let's have them all fucking fight because it garners controversy. And then people are talking about the movie. Right. There's, I mean, same thing happened to Catcher in the Rye. For, you know, and then that made fucking Salinger never write again, at least publicly. Black Swan does not fall in that category. Black Swan is pretty easy to figure out. But it's open to interpretation. That's mm. the difference. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. It's like, it, and that's why I compare to the Fight Club is because people are like, "Oh, Fight Club is all about the establishment." It's like, yeah, it is, but it's not supposed to be that hard to figure out. You know, it's not fucking. Um, I, I can't think of another fucking open, like movie that you have to really fight for in order to fucking understand. Uh, I think again because we see Natalie's character be so sheltered and and browbeaten like she looks like she's physically uncomfortable throughout well, and one, of, of, the one of the things i found really interesting was that when she at one point they're they're in what i guess you would call the living room because that apartment was weirdly laid out too so yeah. but i would say you were in the living room area and, and natalie's on the floor nina is on the floor um 
burning laces on her, burning the straps on her um, ballet shoes. And that's, that's a common yeah. thing. That's that's a practice for getting for shoes. all ballerinas. Yeah. yeah, just like scuffing up the bottom of a brand new pair and all that stuff like that. Yeah, scraping it on glass. Yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah, that's all um, there. That's, that's and all. that that I have to give credit. That's realistic as shit. No, it's the very movie realistic. Maybe a psychological fucking mind fuck, but it's realism is on how, what ballerinas do and go through. My niece is a ballerina. I know this yeah. shit. So I mean, Center Stage, that movie I referenced earlier, and I've referenced in the past. While it's more of a rom com compare, especially compared to this film. Oh, for sure. Does does focus on some of that stuff too like the the way they do the shoes and the and the 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 way they go through the workouts and and even the bulimia cuz bulimia is a huge thing in the in the in that world um and, not that that's a good thing smoking. but and the smoking and the smoking yeah. the yeah. smoking to not um, to curb your appetite is definitely rampant but but getting back Fuck, to that, they even did an old. They did a whole episode about this on The Simpsons. Lisa fucking yeah. joins like a ballet I remember. class. Yeah, and all the kids go out to smoke. Yeah, but getting get she it, in itself gets addicted. But that's beside the point. Getting back to the scene with with the mom and her in the living room, though, when when she sits there and says, "You know, mom, I'm 28." I was like, "Really?" Mm-hmm. You know, like I could have seen the way things were going if she was like. 18, 19, 20, 21, but in that 28, I was like, even, even in the, the, like, I don't know a ton about ballet, but she's obviously a working ballerina, meaning she's in a company, she's getting paid to dance, let's say, eight months out of the year, right? Yeah. Let's, Let's say that's, that's about what it is. She's probably making enough money to be able to afford her own place. And, Possibly. And yet, at 28, she's still living with her mom. I don't think it was a cost-effective reasoning. I think it was, at that point, she could not escape her mother. You well, right. rewatch that movie, and the no. mother is the domineering character. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. My point is that, like... You take all that in effect to why is she not not living on her own? Is that what I'm saying? Is like what you right. know? And it goes because back to your point, right? It goes abuse. back to you. yeah, the abuse and the and the same and, thing goes with why the fuck is she being taught and having Vincent Cassell's character who sexually her, her uh, assaults her. That, that, don't don't beat around the bush because the director I mean, you're talking about the director of the the director yeah, within the, the film the the director of the yes, the ballet yes, yes. yeah Thomas. Okay. He is he grabs her fucking crotch in the midst of dancing. Now she puts up with it and he kisses her aggressively and and for a brief second the black swan bites him back. That was the first well, that's, thing of that that's not when he grabs her though. He only they only kiss when she bites him he only, they're only kissing. That's in his office. Then there's the other right. scene during the the dance when he it gets a little more, and she seems kind of into it in that one. Like she seems into it, but and, and there is never a, a a time to say, "Can I grab you on the pussy while we're dancing?" No, of course not. No, but you know she she's she's not actively rejecting it either or fighting against it either. You know because she's used to it. That's my point. Po- possibly, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not 
for those paying attention and listening to us, we're not arguing here. Like, Rico and I are no, pretty we're, much we're, on No, we're pointing out the same shit. We're just finding layers of the same shit. Which, again, as we said, this movie is very multi-layered. Like, yeah. you know, fucking Layer Cake's got nothing on this bullshit. Um, layer Cake is not that layered. <laughs> I didn't think I've seen Layer Cake. You're just going with the title, but I've yeah. seen Layer Cake. It's a great film, and Daniel Craig's good in it, but it's not. No, no, I'm La- sure. Layer Cake is just a fucking pancake. It's a pop tart, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> right. This um, it, you know, I there's so many different. I don't even know where to like it. it it's it's a look. This movie is a mind fuck and a half. It really is. I'll I'll tell you where it. It my mind went in different directions where I thought they were gonna go and do like a big reveal and shit like and they did for the most part, but I was half expecting. All right, here's a mild spoiler. Winona Ryder's character is the original star. Yes. She's now she's now over. You know, she's a little older and she's forced into retirement, but she's probably thirty five, maybe forty, maybe. maybe. Yeah, somewhere between thirty five and forty. I will give. I will agree with you. There's no exact age, but yeah. I would, and then she has a complete fucking breakdown, and her character is revealed as that drunk. She stepped into traffic, got hit by a car, and now she's like in a hospital, all fucked up. And, and, uh, and one one point, they actually implied that she might have done it on purpose. They 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 do say that Vincent Cassell's character does say, "I think she did it on purpose because she's self destructive." Blah blah right, blah. Right, right. I, I my first thought was. Because Natalie Portman is going through her own self-destructive hallucinations and she's finding herself and she's finding the woman she could potentially be, I was under the impression that she fucking ran her over with the car. That was where my fucking Wait, who ran her over with the car? Natalie Portman ran over Winota. I was I thought they were gonna, that was going to be a big reveal mm. that she was so like I will not live under your shadow. I I am now the black I am the black queen, you know? That's what I'm that's where I'm thinking it was going to go. Mm. But then and and to fuel that theory, Natalie Portman visits Winona again and drops off some stuff that she had stolen from her. Yeah. And in probably the most what the fuck scene. I mean, this whole movie's a kind of a what the fuck thing, but like in one of the more random, what the fuck was that? Winona stabs her face repeatedly with like a pair of scissors or some shit. And I mean, stabs through, like through the cheek and into no, the it's, face. No, it's a nail file. Okay, nail file. Yeah. Which is just half a scissors. <laughs> yeah, but nail file. And then Portman runs into the elevator and she's holding the nail file. That's yeah. all bloody. Yeah. So was that a hallucination? Was that whole interaction a hallucination? Or did Natalie Portman just stab the fuck out of Lydia's face? <laughs> right. I, I, it, it's a good question. It really is. I, I interpreted that particular sequence, that scene, as the reality, the reality was that she dropped the, the stuff off. The, she mm-hmm. she was there. She did go there. She did drop those those items off to Winona's huh? character. Which, by the way, she's listed on the IMDb as the Broken Swan, just as an interesting uh, uh, thing, right? Um, well, all all of their all the characters' names are also listed with the the play characters that they represent, like all the primary. Uh, the, 
like fucking uh, Cassell is also listed as the gentleman. Right. So anyway, anyway, the 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 point is he is she, she. I think she drops it off. I don't. I what I what happens exactly next? I'm not sure. I don't think Natalie stabs or Nina stabs her. I think I think if there is any actual stabbing going on, it's it. I, this is honestly what I think. I think I think Winona's character stabs herself, if anything, and I don't even think that actually happened. But if it did, you know, um, I it's then, open to interpretation. It's, then, it's however, no, no, you view wait, it. but but I'm not done. So she she stabs herself, and then in her mind, meaning Nina's, she gets so she's so twisted by all of it that she thinks she did it. You know, so that's why it ends up in her hand in the elevator. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I could see that because I, I also... think there's a I think there's like she she's in the elevator. She's got the nail file. It's covered in blood. Then she drops it, and then I for like and it, there's another one of those blinking you miss it scenes. You know, she looks at her hands, and they're no longer covered in blood. And when the camera pans down and up, like literally, like like it's like a like that, mm-hmm. and there's no nail file on the floor where she dropped it, or it would have landed it had she dropped it. It's it's not there anymore. There's also that part towards the end where she... I'm trying... This is a part I don't want to spoil. Sure. She stabs a character. Right. Hides the body. Yes. Goes back. The body's not there. Not well, you, even... You, you, and there's no, there's no blood. No, either. no, no. No. You don't... A, you don't know that the body's... The, the body. The body is not there because she closes the door. Where she hides the body and never opens it right. again, so you don't know that the body. Yes, mean, she does. Yes, she does. She opens the door and the body's gone. No, she moved it into the other room. Remember, and she closes that door. She moves it from but the it, one room into the other room and closes that door, and that door's never reopened. Yes, it is. She thinks she because she sees the person that she thought she stabbed, and but, she goes back to check. But she never opens the door. She looks for the blood that was coming through the door. There was blood because she goes into that room before the okay, person I, shows up, and there's blood. I disagree. I th- I remember her opening the door and seeing the. Did you no did you run it on digital or did you get a disc? I have a disc. I I bought it. Oh, you bought it. Okay. Well, I would say put it back in and watch. But if you, not right now, but I mean like later. But after that, she go, after the stabbing, she goes and does what she has to do. Because I'm trying to with you, trying to avoid the spoilers. Comes back mm-hmm. and sees blood coming out from under the door in the in the sub room that she ha- hides the body in. Puts a towel down to Correct. soak up the blood, and then that person shows up in another place, mm-hmm. you know. And then she pulls the towel away, but never opens that door again. I, I could have sworn she opened the door, but my point was I, where I'm thinking things were going to go differently because I kind of had an inkling it didn't go the way it went. That like wh- what we're seeing is the old switcheroo. I, I was actually kind of hoping that it wasn't going to be the character that she thinks she killed, that it was actually going to that she did actually kill somebody, but it was somebody else. I thought they were going to put in that other that other understudy, who she, who she sort of clashes with the one she congratulated she, at the very beginning because she thought she got the the role. Exactly, okay. I thought it was going to be that because I'm like all these fucking brunettes look alike. It's it wouldn't be a surprise if it's like oh it's not this person it's this person. Right, right. That that 
I thought they were going to make a whole new fucking thing where it was like, actually, Mila Kunis' character doesn't exist at all. I was just going to say that. What if that... I don't... The only reason why I think that that's not the case is because the director character, Toma, mentions her specifically mm-hmm. several times. Mm-hmm. Like, the way... Well, I know that she's not soliciting that conversation. Because I feel like that part's accurate. I, I feel I, I get your point, but I feel like that's actually happening because there's other films that have done that trope of the one character, the only per, the only person that sees the secondary character is the person having the mental breakdown, if you will, and mm-hmm. and when that happens, that character is never addressed by anyone else anywhere. Do you know what never. I'm saying? You know, whereas whereas the director addresses that person multiple times. So that's why I feel like. All right. I got one more thing about black Swan and I'm not trying to stir shit up again. And I'm re- and I'm being genuinely serious about sure. this. This is the exact same movie as Joker. I'm not even lying. If you watch black Swan and then watch Joker, which you won't, <laughs> but I'm telling you, it's so goddamn similar that you're like, how in the fuck? Is I mean it's it's Black Swan is just Joker fans for women. It's well, just it's exactly that. Well, and I say for women because in the in the pretense of like it's a ballerina story and blah blah blah. Sure. Not saying only women can appreciate it. I'm saying there's the feminine art form and there's the masculine art form of it's a male. He's a homicidal fucking nutcase. He's a stand-up comic. Blah blah blah. Sure. Um. I. I don't know. I mean, maybe you're right. I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong. I don't know. Um, I mean, it. W- I would fucking almost at this point do anything for you to just watch it. Just for, no, no, no. Not for like, hey, you need to see this because it's the Joker, and you need to see this because you should see it. It's more of kind of like, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm right. Tell me what you think. If this is like right. the the fucking Gotham version of fucking Black Swan. Because they both deal with mental illness, and they also keep you on your fucking toes the entire time. What did you think about my comparisons? The two that I said. Of, give them to me again? Sorry, Whiplash and and Birdman. Like, put together. Like, take those two films, kind of combine them into one, and that's, you know, that's male Black Swan. You know. Whiplash, absolutely, because Whiplash, well, you wouldn't get Whiplash without Black Swan, originally. Okay. Because Whiplash came out afterwards. But I definitely see the comparison. It's what we don't see most of the time are the hardships of a rock star's life, a ballerina's life, an actor's life. Mm-hmm. We see, we don't, we know, we, we hear about like people like, like Sylvester Stallone uh, fucked up his body so many times preparing for a role. Actors do that all the time. But we don't see him dislocate his shoulder bench pressing yeah natalie portman fucked herself up for this film by the way i was reading while you were talking she she got hurt a couple times in oh yeah the filming of that she fucked herself up pretty good so did mila kunis mila kunis weighs a buck 17 she dropped 20 pounds for that role well that too but i'm saying natalie portman apparently dislocated a rib at one point um and had to keep filming and then and also uh sustaining a sustained a concussion at one point so. That portion where she's getting physical treatment by a chiropractor doctor throughout yeah. the film in that one scene, that was really happening. Mm. 
they implemented that scene because she that the woman was was helping her with physical therapy and like adjusting her legs and and her ankles and and that whole point of like I'm going to press into your diaphragm and you're going to hold your breath and you're going to exhale slowly that's her fucking trying to put her rib and 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 realign everything that was legitimate mm. they they included that because it was like hey this is exactly what ballerinas go through you don't talk about that you don't talk about um like my niece maya i don't care if i mean i'll say her name whatever she'll never listen to it um is a ballerina or at least she was she was a dancer and a ballerina for years ever since she was a little girl she she's like four foot 11 or like five foot two, or she's, she's a little, she's a little woman and she's very thin. She's very slender and she's very athletic and she looks, um, you know, she's, but she's strong. Like she's fucking tough. Like I may be bigger than her. I may weigh more than her and blah, blah, blah. That doesn't matter. She's, she's got fucking crazy strength and crazy stamina yeah. to just do what they do oh, for to sure. fucking spin your ass around on your fucking toes is fucking hard. You and I can't do that successfully. I couldn't spin around on a wheeled object. Dude, <laughs> I, <laughs> I fall going upstairs. Like, so I give ballerinas credit. I absolutely acknowledge that. I, I think it's, it's, too brutal of a fucking art form if i'm really being honest i uh, know i agree i was actually when uh, this was another one of the films that i was getting ready for this that deb ended up watching most of it with me and and like we so we watch a show called um world of dance it's a reality show but it's it's like a competition show so uh, that's why i don't i hate those reality shows that are just people screaming at each other for and you know half hour an hour but these are like there's actual, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's just that's just get vocal for us. Yeah, well, that's, I guess that's true. I never thought of that. Anyway, um, but the but the, you know this has talent, and and one of the the art for you know, and they they welcome all art for all dance forms to come and compete. And every time there's a ballerina or a ballet artist, because there's been male uh, ballet artists as well. They're called ballerinos. Okay. Um, I know it sounds made up, but that's actually no, no, no. I think I, I, I've heard the term. I just I didn't remember it, but I've I've heard the term. Um, but every time we see one of the, especially the female ballerinas, um, I always say to Deb, I'm like, "Fuck," you know, like it's just it's just brutal. Like you you can see it on them, like the 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 brutality of it, you know. Yeah. Um, and 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 I and I hate to say this because. I, I feel like it it comes across as disrespectful to any ballerina or ballerino that does what they do, but I don't get it. I've never understood. Like I can watch other forms of dancing and mm-hmm. understand kind of what's happening. I've never like if 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 you didn't tell me the story of Swan Lake or I didn't see this movie where they they get into the plot of the the Swan Lake and just sit me down in front of the ballet and watch it. I'd have no idea what the fuck was happening. Oh, I mean, it's the same thing with opera. If you don't speak, speak the fucking language, you don't know what the fuck's going on. Hey, no, true. True. Interpre- very true. It's open to interpretation. Um, but now modern day operas, they'll have a screen in the background with subtitles. Well, there, yeah. But um, even then though, you get the point. I'm just like, I don't, I don't get right. it. Um, I do, I do want to touch on the mom briefly. And then I had some trivia stuff that I was looking at. Cause I think you would just find interesting. Um, especially considering how we started this episode. One of the pieces, um, the mom, 
I didn't understand the paintings section, like all like that that room she had of all the paintings of Nina. Like it just right. was really, really weird. And and the other thing I said about her, you're saying she was sexually abusing her daughter, which which could be. But like I I was saying that, and maybe this comes. Maybe I'm a little biased because this happens in the center stage film to a much lesser extent. It's because that's more of a romantic comedy than <laughs> what this thing is. But like one of the characters in that film, her mom was a ballet dancer, but never made it to like a, a, a level of of success. And her right. daughter was going to essentially be like the white swan in the ballet in the film. And the one in the film in center stage is not a well-known ballet. It's like created for that film. So it, right. it it's not white swan or anything. Um, and, and put so much stress and pressure on her daughter to succeed that she almost starts living vicariously through her daughter. So, like, I, I interpreted the mom in this as, as a former mm-hmm. dancer that didn't. And actually, she even says, you never made it past the company. So the mom was a dancer. So, like, this, this, the, the intensity of the mom in this film, in Black Swan, for me, came not from a sexual component, but from a, you know, and, and you see this with sports. Overbearing and and living through, because and you see this with sports all the time. When we talked about John Hughes, you talked about Emilio's father living through him, even though we don't see him very much, because even the character talks about like he has to succeed because his dad never did. You know what I mean? Like I I feel like same thing here. The mom is pushing her as hard as she is because she never got to be more than she was. So I think I agree. Um, if I can cut you off, I think the key number of this film is 28 because Natalie Portman's character is 28. Her mom was 28 when she was, when she gave up, but she gave up specifically to have Natalie Portman's character. Mm. That's why they even, she said like, Oh, you never fucking got out of the troop. And she's like, do you remember why? Because I had you. So it is, which the implication is, is 20 Natalie Portman has to, become successful before 29 because then she has, then she has failed what, you know, being more successful than her mother. Mm. She's trying to be her own woman. And I mean, look, the, you and I have been talking about a fucking ballet psychological horror film for 45 minutes and change. You see, but that's the thing. I, I like a good psychological you know, thriller. So and I and Natalie fucking knocks it out of the park, man. Killed I, I, it. She got, no pun intended, it. but <laughs> at, at yeah. one point that when she's first the Black Swan at the end of the film. Oh yeah, and she, and she's all decked out. I swear, there's a part where she like she's dancing and she, her she kind of you have to look at how I'm doing it. She like lunges at the camera like that, and like her eyes are yellow and orange, and she looks yeah. right at us, oh, and it's she, like. Yeah. I swear it looked like a fucking doll on a ballerina's head. Like, it didn't look human. It looked as alien as possible. And I'm ignoring the fucking, like, feathers and the fucking her slowly, literally, physically turning into a fucking bird. Sure. That kind of peppers throughout the film. Because I really didn't find that serious. If the movie ended with her actually turning into a fucking giant black big bird, 
I would say, well, fucking Aronofsky definitely shocked the fuck out of me. I didn't know he was going to do that. Yeah. That's yeah. not how you do that, though. That's not where you take this movie. No, um, not a, not at all. Um, I I think I think it went. I think it went the right way, but I think there was enough of that changing throughout to kind of mm-hmm. show the the disconnect that Nina was going through, you know. So I I, I, I liked think, it. Even the names, even the names Lily and Nina are in a roundabout way opposites of each other. Sure, four letter words. They both re- uh, require like Lily sounds. I mean, are we? Are you sure Natalie Portman's character is not Lily and, Nina, and it is Nina? It's Nina. Yeah, Natalie. Was... Por- no, Natalie Portman and is Nina. Yep. Okay, so but you see the similarity of like Lily and Nina. They're both they're both kind of opposites of one another. Yeah, they're mirror images. They're you know, and that goes with the characters. I would have changed the other way around because Lily is white and kind of innocent looking and and flowery, and then Nina just kind of sounds. Like, don't disrespect a woman named Nina, but Nina kind of sounds sure. like that biker chick. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I hear you. Absolutely. Um, and, and see, he, here's, have... he, here's, here's where it gets really interesting, and it's it's the Black Swan, White Swan, but the, the swans' names are Odette and Odile. I, I said Odette Did earlier. You? Yeah, I forgot. Oh, yeah, I didn't... yeah. It's so weird. There was an animated film called The Swan Princess that I fucking saw when I was a little kid. I know it. I don't think I've seen it, but I know it. Yeah. I don't remember jack shit about that movie except for like little fucking images. I remember The Swan Princess's name is Odette. And I thought it was a fucking, I was like, what a fucking bad name. I thought it was a little kid <laughs> because the prince is like, Odette, Odette. I'm like, what kind of fucking name is Odette? It's like German or some shit. Who cares? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> But that name fucking stuck with me forever, and I kind of want to watch The Swan Princess just to be like, wow, this is okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... Um, I don't have more to talk about for Black Swan, but I do have a final like palate cleanser. Well, I have a couple of trivia pieces about Black Swan if you want to hear. I know oh, we... yeah, there, there's also the controversy. We should talk about that for a minute. About the dancer? Yeah. Yeah, according to this, um, actually, because I was reading over that too, the actual dancer did not gave Natalie Portman the credit so she could potentially get her out, like to help her get the according to this anyway to get help her get the Oscar, and does acknowledge that Natalie Natalie did do a lot of the dancing, but the the close ups and the, and and the toughest pieces were done by her name Sarah. Um, Sarah Lane. Thank you. Yeah, I couldn't. I I moved away from the last name, but yeah. Um, and so so she did. Um, th- there was that controversy at the time, but it has since been cleared, apparently. And not really, I because I looked it up myself. It hasn't really been. They're they're still arguing different uh, interpretations. Natalie Portman actually refused to uh, clear the air, so to speak. But mm-hmm. Aronofsky has had to come forward. Um, Portman's husband, who was also the dance choreographer, um, he. But here's the thing, like. No matter what, Lane, uh, I'm sorry, Sarah Lane is not is always going to be given different credibility for, for this argument. She's either correct and it's the studio fucking with her and lying and saying that, oh, no, Natalie did all this and we kind of used her when it was necessary, which right. is sort of what their stance was. But she's like she says, like you said, she had to kind of like let Natalie uh 
get have the impression that she did a lot of the dancing or all the dancing or most of the dancing because it was Oscar, you know, seasons and everything. And they want to sure. say, look, her argument is at no point do I want the misconception that I that Natalie Portman became a trained ballerina dancer who's able to do all things ballerina in a year and a half because that's not possible. No, but she also did have seven years of ballet training as a child apparently as a child so, but but she wasn't doing no but anyway uh, there's there's a there's a piece of trivia here where it says that andrew weissbloom the editor of the film said at one point that he had a difficult time telling the two actors telling sarah f- apart from natalie when he was doing the editing so i mean she may not be you know years upon years trained but she certainly you know I think Natalie fucking did her goddamn damnedest, and I think they just need to say, "Listen, Natalie fucking did, you know, everything that everything that you see of a of a of Nancy. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how they say, just say it was a collaborative effort. Yeah, be honest, I agree with you. I definitely see the studio fucking be like, "Oh no, Natalie Portman is a fucking ballerina." It's like, no, she's not, dude. She's also hmm. not a queen. Like, you know. Um, Getting back, getting back to the name thing for a minute, because you talked about, you were asking about name. It, it, I am right; it is Nina, is is okay. Natalie Portman. But apparently, in the original screenplay, her the character's name was Alexandria. Alexandria. Yeah. Okay. So that's just an interesting thing. Um, so a couple things you might find interesting is for the role of Lily, Mila Kunis's character, uh, Blake Lively auditioned. I can see that. And then Eva Green auditioned. I think it's Eva, but yeah, Eva Green. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would I would have cast Eva Green as the Winona role, personally. Well, and interestingly enough, Parker Posey almost got that. Oh, role. that would have been great. Yeah. Parker Posey as the Winona role would have fucking killed it for sure. Winona was great though, so I'm I'm like No, she was, I'm but pretty, but you're I'm right. I'm pretty Par- happy with the cast they gave us. Parker plays crazy pretty well. So well. is fucking Winona. You gotta That's watch. True. You should check out Stranger Things at least the first season. She does fucking paranoid crazy really good. Um, the other thing that was inter- um, hold on, I'm trying to find it now because I just lost it. But there were other people that. Oh, here we go. People that were in consideration for the role of Tomas. Tomas. No, it says this Tomas Leroy. It, it in French it's Tomas. Okay, well whatever. Yeah. Um. Antonio Banderas. Okay. Antonio Banderas. Um, Antonio Banderas. I love my... I am Poots. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hugh Jackman. See, Hugh Jackman I can give some credibility to because he's song and dance guy. So right, I but, he, but here, here's the thing about Hugh Jackman that would make it weird for me. Um, and maybe because I've only ever seen him in roles like X-Men, Real Steel, um, Kate and Leopold, you know, those kinds of films um okay those are all very different roles but okay but they're all the point is they're all positive roles he's he's the protagonist and i would agree to some to some extent that the the um like as dark as logan can be the character not necessarily the he's, movie, still a, the, he's still a hero correct and and tomah is not he he's very he's very anti-hero uh, maybe is would be the word for it. I can name two movies where he is more antagonist 
antagonist than he right. is protagonist. I probably haven't seen them, but go for it. Yeah. The Prestige. But even then, he's not to the to to the despicability of this or the or the 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 of this character. I don't think so. Anyway, there's also say, another one. I think it's called like Identity. Um, with him I and uh, it's him and you and McGregor, and it's all like. I would actually say just to the proceed very quickly that from a character perspective, not an actor, but that. Christian Bale's character is closer to what Tomas is like in this film than than Hugh Jackman's character, personally. Possi- possibly, but I would argue that out of that particular film, uh, Hugh Jackman's character is the villain out of the two. They're both awful people, and they're fucking destructing everything. Well, around yeah, and that goes back to that film you were talking about earlier that they were that uh, Natalie was in. Was it Brothers? That you, they're all despicable. There's not really, you know. Oh no, no, no. Uh, closer. I was talking about closer. closer. Okay, where they, they they're all despicable, you know. And, so and Clive Owen is the least despicable. So it's really right. it's, you're you're arguing about who's the more villainous villain, right? Because right. let's be honest, the fucking villain of of Black Swan is fucking Natalie Portman. Yeah, She's both the protagonist a, and the antagonist. Yeah. Now, just to bring this thing full circle. Um, to the conversation we've been having all night and what we started this with, like, the whole night. Um, do you know who is in consideration to play her mom? Mm-mm. Meryl Streep. No, I can't see that at all. I think it doesn't work. I mean, I, like, Meryl's amazing, but no. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't see that. Personally. No, I don't either. I think, That's I, what I'm I think Barbara I Hershey did a good job. Oh, no, I think she did an amazing job. I'm just saying that that was a consideration for the for the role sure. there. Um, I think that's all I really had that's really worth, um... I'll, I'll tell you who I would have... I'll tell you who could have been good. Susan Sarandon. Okay. I could see Susan Sarandon being her mom. Sure. Sure. Well, I see I, Susan Sarandon being the mother of Natalie Portman pretty easily. I could see it. Yep. Um, let me just see... O- over Meryl. Oh, this is another thing that I found really interesting, too, and I, I pointed this out to Deb. Um, yeah. throughout the film... Nina's clothes go from a very bright and white light color and get very dark as the film goes on. And and yeah, and then at, by the end, she's she actually adopts sort of both black and white, and pretty much showing yeah. showing that she's kind of just confused with whatever the fuck identity she is. Oh, I, yeah. I caught that too. I was I was impressed with with. Was well, there was, there was a lot of symbolism like that. Like, you remember when I was, we were talking about Wonder Woman and I said it was cheetah print throughout the fucking film, Wonder Woman 84? Yeah. They did the same thing with the swans here. There's swans all over this goddamn movie. In the, When she's in the tub, there's a that's, swan. That's in the one tub. of them, but yeah, there's there's like four that's or five the of them. That's blatant, obvious one, yeah. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. So, um, but uh, anyway, um, right, oh my well, God, Rico. Rico. I'll try to do this spoiler spoiler free, but you'll find it's interesting just because of the joke I made earlier. But the final shot of the film, as it dissolves into a bright white light, and there's more to it, but I'm trying to hide. I got it. Is heavily influenced by the final shot of 2004's Layer Cake. No huh. joke. It okay. says that. All right. Right, um, and I didn't you. see I didn't see Layer Cake, but apparently the ending is very similar. Yeah. In terms of the the physical, like what's happening on screen. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's okay. 
Not, not just think that's kind of funny considering the it, joke it, it, I made that's earlier. That's pretty funny. <sighs> the only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just two fifty. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. What's your palate cleanser? And we'll we'll fuck off into this good night. Okay. Uh one of the one of the most underrated and best fucking things I've seen Natalie Portman do. Yeah. It's she performed a rap called Natalie's Rap on Saturday Night Live with the Lonely oh, Island I, 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 Andy I, Samberg. I didn't see it, but I saw that it exists. Yeah. Dude, you need to watch it and you try and find the you need to find the uncensored version without all the bleeps. Okay. And it, it may it, you may have to sacrifice not watching the actual video in order to listen to the audio. Sure, but it saying, is, yeah. is so fucking funny. And not only that, she's really good. Like she sounds like she's she's a total fucking natural, and I mean you got to watch the first one, not the second one. I didn't particularly like as much. Natalie's rap is fucking great. So uh, let's uh, want to pause I... the recording. We'll watch it together, and then uh, we'll come back and listen yeah, to your thoughts. Let's do that. And I think I found it. So all right, we'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, all right. thoughts. <laughs> that was a thing. Um, oh my no, I, no, I, no, I, no, I actually, actually found it really entertaining. Um, you know what it immediately reminds me of? It's, it's a different, and it's funny because Adam Sandberg looks a lot like um, what? Or Andy Sandberg? I'm sorry, yeah, um, looks a lot like him. But um, Jamie Kennedy did something with Bob Saget. It's got to be 15 years ago at this point, I think. But you sent me that actually. Yeah. And it it's it, it's got very the same vibe. It's it's not exactly the same, but it's got the same kind of vibe and feel to it. Um, it's pretty fucking funny though. Um, I'm, I do see. I had that like that. I had that fucking song in like my iPod on ironic way. Like I was blasting that shit. Oh sure. Just like this is fucking oh, I, great. I, like I I've got the Bob Saget one on mine, so I I I hear you, buddy. I'm not I'm not know, hating on that. Like, but... I, like when when I've had people in the car be like, "What's what's this, some rap some rap?" and I'm like, "Great, I got the fucking perfect one right here." <laughs> no, it, it it's pretty damn good. It's funny. Um, the only the only complaint I have with what we just did was that to get the uncensored one, we had to watch like a still shot. Like I would like to have seen the video. Well, you know, the, the video is there. It's just it's not uncensored. So yeah, it's gonna, so. it's gonna be full of bleeps. But it's right. but it's funny because she's being interviewed in very typical like. How we're sitting here with Natalie Portman, and 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 the, you could tell the guy is just like not registering all this shit that she's rapping in front of him, right? And he's right. Well, I got one final question: if you could steal a smooch from any guy in Hollywood, and she just picks up a chair and smashes it over him, and says, "No more questions." <laughs> That's funny. I I, the, I like. I like though that she can laugh at herself like that, right? Like there's there, there's a lot of actors and actresses, especially especially after winning an Oscar. And I don't know when this was done. I'm according well, to this pre Oscar. This is like 2004. Okay, because this the the uh, the uncensored thing was uploaded in 2016. I'm not saying that's when it happened, but that's when it was uploaded. Um, no, I'll, I'll tell you when she had her she had her hair short for that shoot because it was so that's 
That's V for Vendetta era. Yeah, growing back from V. Yeah. Um, 2005-ish. So, but a lot of them, like, I wonder if it's something she would do now. Do you know what I mean? Like, would Another she... rap? Or, or would she have done it for the first time, you know, after getting the Oscar is what I'm getting at. Like, Well, like, she, no, she did come back and she did Natalie's rap too. So yeah. she, I think she did, she did a sequel sort Was that of to it. post-Oscar, I don't know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. I mean, um, at one point, you're right. She lasted her own. She lasted her herself. And she laughs at celebrityism, and she she made the whole joke. She's like, "Really, Natalie? Are we are we uh, under the impression that you're condoning drive a while intoxicate?" And she says, "I never said I was a role model." He's like, "Well, what about all the kids that you know look up to you? All the kids looking up to me can suck my dick." Like, yeah. <laughs> um. I, I, I'm reading some of the comments on YouTube and, and usually, you know, they're usually pretty terrible. So I'm not, but these are not all these are, um, this one I love, like, I didn't think Natalie Portman could get any hotter. That's, that's a good one. Um, uh, holy shit. I did not expect the first line to be, I didn't, I don't sleep motherfucker off that yak and that Durbin. I absolutely fucking agree. You were um, 120 while getting head while I'm swerving. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I almost want to call this episode, damn, Natalie, you a crazy chick. Like, <laughs> that, uh, maybe, or maybe. Uh, is for Portman. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. But both those are good ideas. Um, there's one on here that I wanted to read you, though, because I, and honestly, I think it's how we end the episode. Um, that's why I want to find it here. Uh, well, there's two that I'll read you, but this isn't the one. The one that Star Wars Episode Three should have ended with this rap battle. <laughs> That's fair. Um, where's the one I wanted to read you? Hold on, because it's important. It's funny, and I think you would love it. God damn it! Um, you ready? Mm-hmm. This is what got Anakin interested in her. You know, I was gonna say the same fucking thing, but I was waiting. <laughs> Great minds think alike. CJ here with a few thank yous to let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. Listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcast. Please don't forget to rate and comment. If you want to agree with or yell at us, you can do it live. That's right, Rico and I put ourselves on a weekly live stream called Getting Vocal with Podaskew every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific at getvocal.com slash that's www.getvokl.com slash Podeskew, where we discuss various topics from past and present shows and even sometimes play games. If you can't or don't want to join us live, you can follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew, Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. We want to thank logo designer and show friend Mike for his work on our wonderful logo. You can contact him for artwork via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Natalie, one final question. If you could steal a smooch from any guy in Hollywood, who would it be? No more questions. Damn it.
If dog people made dog food, it wouldn't be sold in a 50-pound bag in the hardware aisle by the shoe polish. It would actually be food. It would be made with real, fresh meat and veggies gently cooked to preserve their nutritional value. You know, like food. The Farmer's Dog was created by dog people who cook and deliver fresh, healthy food. Try the Farmer's Dog and get fresh, pre-portioned meals tailored to your dog's needs. Tell us about your dog, build your plan, and get 50% off at thefarmersdog.com slash listen. That's thefarmersdog.com slash listen.